El todo sea por un beso, deal. Ya soñabas con llegar a McDonald's, ordenar tus McNuggets y tu Big Mac de siempre. Con extra pepinillos, extra salsa especial, extra cebolla, porque tú eres así, extra. Pero luego recuerdas que estás en una cuarta cita. Y quizá ordenar cebollas extra no sea la mejor movida. Hay un meal para cada cita en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar. Producto individual a precio regular. Welcome, everybody, to the Potterskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? Excelsior, true believers. <laughs> Rico here. What's going on, guys? How you doing, man? Um, I am fresh off Endgame, and I literally got a hold of Rico and was like, we need to sit down right now and talk about this, and then... Chris from Faces Naces and the Dave podcast, our winners from Cinema Wars, decided he wanted to join us too. So, Chris, what's going on, brother? Make love, not war. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Enough Nicely said. done. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> um, so, here we are. I now live in a world that was very different than it was three hours ago. I'll put it that way. Yes. Now, now you can go back on social media and not worry about being spoiled. You know what? I did pretty good, except for your dumbass earlier today. But, you know. Okay, first off, I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> and that is your dumbass from fucking being so goddamn sensitive. You would have been the same thing if I just said, I saw an endgame. And you'd be like, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that endgame this until i fucking see it that's, that's what your logic is that's exactly how i treated it for the last seven and, days fuck you that's you knew i wouldn't saw endgame and i and i didn't spoil anything <laughs> i respectfully kept my fucking mouth shut all i said was i cried yes you know i gotta say that most everybody on twitter has been really polite about not spoiling things like the only thing that i saw and this is going to be a spoiler episode right oh no yeah well before you Talk about what you're going to say, Chris. Yes, I do want to put out there, and this will be in the description too, people, but spoil to death this movie. We are going to deep dive and shred the fuck out of it. So if you have not seen Endgame, we are taking the advice of the Russo brothers. We are trying not to spoil it for people. So stop now, because from this point forward, it's your fault. All right, Chris, go ahead. I mean, it's not a huge spoiler, but like the one Twitter meme that I saw was a picture of Tony Stark and Arya Stark, and it said, the Stark saved the world. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I, the only spoiler I saw out of context was, uh, one of, it, ironically enough, it was a picture of a spoiler, and it's one of those things that hang, like, uh, you could attach the end of your car. Yeah. Those, thing, you know, those fins, basically. Yeah. And they're saying that, like, this looks... And once you... I was like, what the fuck? Oh, here's a spoiler for Endgame. And then I realized it looked exactly like Thanos' fucking double-bladed uh, sword thing that he had. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> not really wielding a... just a fucking helicopter blade. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, dude, I, um, who wants to start? Because this is, I, I have a feeling I have the most unpopular opinion of the three of us. Um, I, if you don't mind, I'll just jump in real Like, I'll start Please. with my overall impression and that, Please. uh, for a movie to end a uh, you know 22 23 however many movies it was run saga i, I don't think they could have done it any better they stuck the landing their accomplishment was huge the movie was filled with a bunch of great callbacks uh, fan service it was really just a big giant thank you love letter to the fans i recognize that's what the film was and i loved it for it okay i i can't disagree with any of that I am 100% on board with every piece of that, Chris. I really am. Rico? I, I do agree with Chris. Uh, my After my initial two times of seeing it, because I did watch it again last night, I, um, my fir- I had two thoughts, which was, this is such a great ending. Like, if they ended it and never made another MCU film, like they said, fuck it, we're not doing far from home we're not doing eternals we're not doing anything i'd be like fine that's a great way of ending this saga i don't even need another one but then the other hand was kind of like fuck that was so goddamn good i really want to kind of see what they do with other characters like submariner or x-men or or others you know just just now like there have been some clunkers throughout the mcu here and there not many but there's been some where I'm like, ah, that was just okay. That was fine. It wasn't Infinity War status. It wasn't Civil War status. It wasn't uh, Winter Soldier status. It was good. It was fine. It set a good chapter for his long story arc. Now I'm like, fuck it. If they had put in the time and effort for 10 years, 11 years, 22 films for this, give me another one. Give me, I'm, I'm ready to be 80 years old seeing like, the third or fourth saga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just unfortunate that like, you know, they couldn't do this with star Wars. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they're like Kevin Feige just needs to be like, well, listen, I don't just love comics. I love star Wars. Well, here, and, this film, let me take over. And Chris and I were talking before we brought you on online, Rico, and we both saw that. And I'm assuming you did too, with the star Wars trailer on the big screen. Cause up to that point, I'd only seen it on my monitor and it definitely, yeah. it felt good to see it on a larger screen. And, and for those of you out there who want to be aware of this, Mike, our logo designer and fourth member of the Potescu family came with me. We went and saw in game together. And while the trailer for star Wars was playing, I turned to him. And I said, I still can't believe we got an hour out of this. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a good day. That was yeah, fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, one of our more popular episodes, too. Anyway. But, Very true. Um, so I guess my opinion, huh? It all boils down to you, CJ. Yeah, I'm going to hold the unpopular one. I got to tell you that until a very specific scene... I was like, this is what we waited for? Really? Yeah. You're, you're, you're going Stephanie route. I'm surprised. I, I, wow. Yeah, I, up until, I would probably say Thor, Cap, and Iron Man versus Thanos. I was like, really? Can, I mean, you're, you're kind of 
I, I'm, I'm more amazed that you somehow managed to have the ability to break my balls and my heart at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, so wait. You got to go into some specifics. I want to address something Chris said first, though, because to his point, and I'm glad you went first, Chris, because you actually kind of changed my perspective a little bit um, in a good way, and that is that there were a lot of the feels in... Not necessarily emotional feels, but there were those too. But the throwbacks and Easter eggs and things like that that, that go the riddle all the way back to the first movie through the TV shows. And those being there um, were good to see. And to your point about, you know, setting the, the stage for the end, that was, a, they did a really good job with that. I 100% agree with that. It was masterful. It, yeah. it, it blows my mind what they accomplished with this movie in that aspect. Oh. Um, yeah, go ahead. And no, and to Rico's point about like if if this is how they were ending everything, I'm still okay with it. So like the, when I when I say really, it's I I don't want to give off the impression that I hated it. it. It I I was at the disadvantage of I didn't see it for almost a week from when it was released. Right, so right. Rico, you saw it Friday night, correct? The Friday. I think I saw it Thursday. I saw it opening night. Thursday opening night. night, and Chris, you saw it pretty much around the same time, correct? Yeah, Thursday night, opening right. night. Right. So while I didn't get any spoilers, and I'm thrilled that I didn't, because I really didn't see anything that spoiled anything. There was like this anticipation that either I don't know if I built it up or what, but by the point time I got to it, I was waiting to get blown out of my seat, and I wasn't until that point that I referenced. From that point forward, though, I was the on finale. board. What's that? The finale battle—that's what uh, blew your mind, is what you're saying. But even after the battle, the things that happened after the battle, the as as painful as some of that was, it was. Fuck Spider-Man for making me cry at two different goddamn movies. <laughs> Look, if I can jump in, because I have some, like there is, I, I didn't think it's the best movie ever made, I, I, but it's certainly at the top. Yeah, for, oh, sure. For Marvel films. But like when, when customers were asking me and when people were just asking me if I, how I thought of it, my, my uh, opinion was, if you haven't gone through the work and effort of going through this for 10 years and mm -hmm. watching the saga and going through 22 films and going through the highs and lows and maybe even making the extra credit effort and seeing agents of shield and, and agent Carter. And I mean, and less humans. so for daredevil and Jessica Jones, apparently that shit didn't matter for this no. Whole saga. No, um, then it would impact you in a emotional uh, journey. And the end result with Endgame would be, oh my God, this is everything I more or less have wanted. Uh, but if you watch it out of order and you're kind of like into like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I got nothing to do. It's a Thursday night. You know, I did all my work at seven o'clock. I'll go see a movie. And you happen to catch this. You might still be impressed with the, the effects and sort of the big battle sequence, but you're going to be like, man, it's good. It was really good, but it's, you know, you, you have to, in order to really appreciate it, you really have to kind of go through at least see infinity war. And then this one, right. those are and, the two you have to see together. And I think for me, I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. 
And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it me what I wanted or what I was expecting and I don't know that the weak buildup has anything to do with this but I was expecting this movie to pick me up and, and hold me the whole fucking time and it didn't do that. Now was it still good? Yeah absolutely. You know and to your point Rico like I, here's how I would analogize it. it it's to me and you, you and I have talked about this Rico like I think the first Godfather is better than the second one. I know the second one is more revered. I have a feeling it's kind of the same deal. Like I feel like Infinity War is better than this. But this was a good way to cap off that story, just like the Godfather 2 is. And 3 we're not even going to acknowledge. But the <laughs> uh, Fredo. Um yeah. the dark the Thor the Dark World of the uh of the well, uh, franchise. I would actually to use Chris, you and I talked about this off air one day, but it's more like Iron Man three, because <laughs> I know you hate Ooh. Iron Man three. Oh, I well, like it's my least favorite. I don't know if I hate it, but no, no, when, no okay, no, I'll go there. I hate, I hate Iron Man three. That's when, a, when we, a terrible movie. When we talked <laughs> about it off air, you said Catwoman was a better movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll go there. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, not, that's wrong. That's yeah, I. I yeah, I did a complete Marvel rewatch in order to get ready for this movie, and I'm really glad that I did because there were so many callbacks that I picked yeah. up on that I was like, oh, I don't know if I would have remembered had I not seen the movies recently. Um, Iron Man three, it's it's a it, we could it's another episode how bad that like not to take up the time about Endgame to talk about Iron Man three, but yeah, it's a it, I, I can pick it apart. <laughs> it's a bad movie, um, but go go ahead. Whether you like it or not, did you guys notice the teenager at the end? As, yes, as Stark suit. Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Google. Right. Everyone was like, who the fuck was that? Did Tony have like some fucking side offspring we didn't know about? And then as I was the first time I watched it opening night, it clicked. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Harley. They fucking brought back the kid from the movie that no one likes. The (laughs) irony is you're the one who told me he was going to be in this movie. That's how I knew it was him. I, I, Dude, I theorized so much shit. I had heard they were going to make a young Avengers and he was going to be a part of it. Like they were going to do young Justice League, but they were going to well, do that. All that, right. I'd heard rumors of all sorts of shit. Well, wait a minute. So let's, let's jump for a little bit here because I want to go all the way to the end credit scene. That was not really a scene because I think it ties back to what you just said. So Chris, you hung around, I'm assuming. Yeah. I didn't stay till the very end, but I'd heard of, I read about it. Okay. So it's just so- a hammer sound. It's someone, yeah. it, it sounds like Tony when he was in the cave in the first Iron Man hammering out the first Iron Man suit. Right. What if it's him? What if it's that kid? What if he's hammering out a new Iron Man suit and he's the one that's going to put on the suit? Um, That's a good theory, but I really think, honestly, it's just a thank you to the fans. I because don't. Marvel- I, think it's, I think it's a sign of what's to come, especially because of the way they set up everything else. When they set up Sam... And and they've got Thor up in space now. Like mm, I I think we got a way to go, man. Yeah, I, I think it's I, a sign. I think it's a sign of what's to come as well. But more so, I think it's two things. I think it's thank you, uh, Robert Downey Jr., because this was the foundation in which we built this whole mm-hmm. franchise. And then also, I think it was we're still building. Like we're going to be building yeah. some new stuff. And you know, here's the sound of us starting to build that new 
you know, whatever new again. franchise. Yeah. yeah. I, we- I think it could be all three. It, it really could be open to our interpretation. It is, you know, the kid Harley taking on the Iron Man mantle, or it's just a thank you for RDJ, you know, doing that from the very first movie, or it's Disney saying, Hey, we may be done, but we're not really done. We're still building. We have some more fucking building blocks. Right. And, and that's what, Chris, you were saying, I look, Rico, I think someone is going to be in an Iron Man suit, whether it's Harley or somebody else that we don't know yet or somebody we do know and we're not thinking about. But I, there's going what to be another daughter? Iron Man. The only way they can do that is if they do another time jump. So well, it looked like they were setting up a young Avengers, not, you know, not yeah. in the immediate future, but they put all the pieces in play with, you know, the new TV series with Hawkeye training his daughter. Yeah. And you had uh, Cassie, you know, all grown up now and Ant-Man's kid. Yeah. Um, so, the you know, the first few pieces are there. And I think, you know, the, uh, we've seen Marvel play the long game. So I don't I don't think it's off the table, but I don't think they've fully committed to it yet. Sure. I, would agree. I think it's more likely what we're seeing next is the female Avengers. Because that, I'm not going to fucking lie, dude. Seeing yeah. all those females surround Spider Man and like just go out for like blaze of glory, I fucking kind of like in my heart of hearts cheered on. Like, it's just like, I never knew I wanted this. I never knew I wanted to see Captain Marvel lead a fucking team of women Avengers. Like, give me that movie. The only problem with that is there's one major piece missing. And okay. So Nebula is the biggest bitch for not revealing. Oh yeah. Uh, Gamora went with Thanos to this fucked up planet and murdered her, but didn't specify what that meant. So she should have just told Hawkeye and, and uh, Black Widow. By the way, one of yous is not coming back. Right. Nebula, she no, did. Fucking, no, she didn't. No, she didn't. She did. Yeah, no, she did. No, she didn't. Because, because, uh, uh, she said that he murdered her, but they had to go there and figure out, oh, in order to get the soul stone, one of us is to die. Yeah, she never said that's how he got the stone. He just said he she murdered or she just said that he murdered Gamora. He never mentioned specifically that's how he gets the stone. Yeah. Now, also, she, she knows that they she knows that they went there and that Gamora didn't come back, but then also Black Widow says to Hawkeye the two of them went there and Gamora didn't come back. So, I mean, I don't think she knew exactly that you had to trade the stone because yeah, she may you know, not have, she may not have known, but yeah. she, all she knew was that Gamora went with Thanos to the planet and didn't come back. Like that, that, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the extent that she knew. I don't know, man. I think Nebula was just kind of like, fuck you guys. Ne- well, this really <laughs> kind of a weird Nebula set piece movie. Like this was Nebula's movie in a weird way. You're, you're right, Rico. It is it is to a degree, but I have a major fucking problem with Nebula from this movie, and it's not the one you had, honestly. And Deb also went with me to see this, which is rare, so I was very excited about that. But And she had the same problem. This is a time travel movie. And yes, I know at one point they take time to make fun of other time travel movies. Actually, I think they listed every fucking time travel movie ever made for the most part, except for, like, Looper. <laughs> and I think The Time Machine. I think we're the only two they didn't actually reference. Sure. Um, Nebula shot herself. Future Nebula shot past Nebula in the heart. Yeah. And yeah. didn't yeah. drop dead. Right. And 
I've given this a lot of thought okay. <laughs> because th- I had that same feeling. I tweeted a friend of mine. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. What's going on here? Like, wouldn't she disappear like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future 2 or Back to the Future? Or, um, or like Hulk- the Matrix when you unplug them in the thing and they just drop dead. Yeah. Yeah, but Hulk does explain before they go back in time how time travel works in this movie. So within, without getting into the deep explanation of time travel, they do logically explain how that's possible. I think you need so a they, deep, deep dive in because I don't know what you're referring to. Before they go back in time, you know they're they're shouting out all the different time travel movies, and Hulk said, "Well, why do people get their logic from time travel movies? The way that it works is your past." Okay, when you've, you're living in the present and you travel to the past, which now, like, you know, he does this whole explanation of, like, the future yeah, and your you – Yeah, I can't explain it either, Chris. It's, I know exactly what you're trying to say, but it's really hard to say. I know right. the and scene I thought you're it through, talking. And I'm like, okay, this makes all the sense in the world. And by the way, it's also one of – like, I guess someone reached out to uh, uh, scientists – and they were like, does this logic work out? And they're like, yeah, that's actually the current thinking behind if time travel were possible. So I was like, okay, I'm in. I buy in. I okay. think the layman's terms was because past Nebula is brought to our future. Right. Therefore, that's now her current timeline. You know what I'm saying? Like, so the fact that both Nebulas are in the future timeline yeah. and the future one kills the past one, the future one's still going to be safe. Okay. Because she killed a nebula from a different timeline, from an askew yes. timeline. Oh, so you're talking about kind of what the Sorcerer Supreme was talking about when she was trying to tell him why he couldn't take the Infinity Stone. Correct. Right. Okay. Because Which- he created an aberrant timeline. She killed the nebula from that aberrant timeline. Therefore, that nebula's timeline ended there. But the one who vo- who's already lived through a specific point she still continues to live. Yeah, that blew my mind too. I was like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. She's supposed to disappear. But then I thought about it. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, that works. Okay, right. I have- either, either way, if she had disappeared, the whole point was it's 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 obviously a symbolic killing. Right. She has to kill her past to embrace the future. No, I get she that. She yeah. killed the, the evil version of herself to embrace becoming a hero. And he- I got okay. it. So here's question number two, and it's not about Nebula, but it's in the same realm of things, right? So I know what you're bringing up, but go ahead. Maybe, maybe you don't. We'll see. We have we <laughs> had right. multiple time jump questions, so this is number two. So for you know, again, this spoilers to everything on this, but Thanos gets snapped by the end of this thing in okay. the best possible fucking way. By the way, I loved. I, I simultaneously hated and loved how he got snapped. And we'll get into that yeah. in a little bit later. But okay. when he did, all his henchmen and minions got snapped out with him. And mm-hmm. so is that what happened to Gamora? Is Gamora snapped out? Unknown. Unknown. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember. Gamora because didn't show up at the, after that, I don't think. No, she no. doesn't. And when they're dividing off and going off on their own places, Peter's searching for her on the screen before Thor comes into the ship. And so my thinking was 
this 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, <laughs> I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Was, for lack of a better description, Evil Gamora. You know, obviously she, she helps, but I'm saying compared to the Gamora that we've known up to this point, I need a way to delineate them, so that's why I'm saying Evil Gamora. Right? Right. So right. she was on Thanos' side. Essentially, you know, so she, in theory, should have been snapped out with that. You also have to consider the fact that I don't think Iron Man has ever met Gamora. He doesn't even know who Gamora is. Apart from that part in Infinity War where he says, who wears Gamora? I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Whatever the fuck. And um, it's assumed at some point Peter explains who she is before Thanos gets there. But yes, he doesn't really know who he is, who she is. With yeah. the, right. He doesn't even know that what she looks like. Right. So right. I don't know the mechanics of the snap, which is you have to think about what you're doing as you're snapping it. Like, like if Thanos snaps, he's saying... He's like mentally kind of telling himself in his own mind, I'm now wiping out half the existence of the universe. So therefore, Tony would be like, I'm snapping away all of Thanos and his minions. Right, which she would potentially qualify. Which which, which also would, which is what saves Nebula, I think. Because if the future self of Nebula had been killed and the past one had still been alive, she would have been snapped. Totally. Agreed. Right. However... Well, She's yeah. fighting on the side of the Avengers. Who? Nebula. Right, right. But so, I'm saying the old one would have been snapped. Right. If if she hadn't shot herself, if new if 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 good Gamora or good Nebula hadn't shot herself, then that Nebula would have been snapped out. Is what Rico's saying. Oh, sorry. I'm, I I miss, misspoke. I meant Gamora. Gamora was oh. fighting on the side with the Avengers by the end of the movie. But Tony um, doesn't know who she is. Correct. Tony doesn't know who she is. Um, she and she doesn't know who Quill or Groot or Drax are either because they've never met yet. Right. Right. From her timeline, so well, it makes sense rocket. that she would peace out and not stick around for some dude's funeral that she doesn't know. Right. So maybe she didn't get snapped. She just bailed. Which is certainly possible. I'm willing to concede that. I'm just I'm throwing out a a theory here. You know, the fact yeah. that the only reason why I think she got snapped is. The search should have shown something up if she was still around, even if she not wasn't there. Not necessarily. She could have just, she could be on a different planet. Maybe, honestly, that very well could be what Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm just going to call it, I'm just going to call it MP3, just to go with like the, the album uh, titles and everything mm-hmm. for like the mixtape. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy MP3. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. Oh, then you're going to go with Asgardians of the Galaxy. Or Asgardians of the Galaxy, either one. 
I think maybe that's the whole plot is just like him trying to find Gamora and him tries trying to get her back to fall in love with him. Probably. Um, the third question, and not nearly as pressing, but it was something that Mike brought up, and then I mentioned it to Deb, and she was thinking the same thing. Is Peter in college now? No. Yeah, that's another big one because it's five uh, years some later. Of his classmates would have moved on, and you know you can't expect Flash and Betty Brant and everybody to, to unless they all get a Ned unless they all got snapped. Well, I think they I think they did, but the only one who shows up in the in this is Ned that I could tell. So or just in that scene, yeah, that makes sense actually because it's a five year jump. Yep. Yeah. So that means Tony, uh, Tony uh, Peter. Who is? He'd, he'd be nineteen. What, he, he'd be nineteen right now. No, but he, he didn't but, age. He didn't age. Nope. So he, was, he now has to go either. He maybe he has to just repeat. Maybe the school, the building we saw was just uh, another high school, just a different room that we haven't seen. That's what I said, but then Deb brought up the five year jump, which but the five year jump wouldn't affect him. They're not going to shove. A sophomore then why into was, college. Then why was Ned there? Because maybe Ned got snapped too. I guess. Yeah, we're gonna have to find out when Homecoming comes out. Or far if, from home. If, it, if it's a college job, I mean, look. To be fair, Peter Parker is incredibly intelligent. Oh, the fact sure. That he skipped a couple grades to begin with is kind of like what the fuck. That's really the only thing about the MCU version of Spider-Man that I'm like, God damn it! They really need to like push his braininess because he really is like. If there's the geniuses in the MCU, it's probably uh, Shuri, Tony Stark, uh, Bruce Banner, and then Peter Parker. Like he's, and then maybe Reed Richards if they, when if and when they introduce him. But yeah. like as of now, Peter Parker is genius intellect. And probably Beast right after that, I would think. Mm, I would I would probably put in uh, Xavier. There's a lot of geniuses. Yeah. In um, the MCU. I just had I think Reed Richards is like number two though, actually. Well, the other thing that's, that I'm just noticed, I just thought of an inconsistency, actually, because in the trailers we've seen for Far From Home, and yes, we'll get better answers when the movie comes out, it's implied that Aunt May, or well, at least that Happy has been watching Aunt May, because remember he says something about new dress, and Peter's like, or she says, how do you know? So it right, kind of, it, kind of it, watching over her from a distance. Right, but it kind of implies that they've never met before either. That's how I always interpreted that. Like, And they were both standing at Tony's funeral. Yeah. Yeah, and there is that weird moment from the Homecoming trailer where Sam Jackson, you know, Fury goes up to uh, Peter Parker and says, nice to finally meet you. You would have thought that they would have met at the funeral. But oh, again. Far from home. Oh, far from home, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. That, that, I didn't think it. Um, you know what? They've been throwing out. They've been making up trailers. clips for trailers to fucking throw us off. It's like they did that for Endgame. There were scenes that True. like you saw, you thought you saw in the trailer that didn't appear in the movie. So maybe they supplied all that little dialogue. Be like, you know, so you're the Spider Man. Nice to yeah. meet you, or whatever the yeah. fuck the line is. Because they would fucking be like, oh, you're Nick Fury. Hi. I'm 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 Peter Parker. He's like, motherfucker, I know who you are. <laughs> but I love that this is the minutia that we can get into because they've their 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 shit is so like almost yeah. watertight that we gotta get into this type of minutia <laughs> right. to really pick it apart. We we we're, like, we're grown ass men being like, I wonder when the fuck like <laughs> you know Nick Fury met. 
Peter Parker the moment he met him. I want to know that shit. No, but Rico, you <laughs> like, bring up a just to kind of cap this part of the conversation off. I I I think that you bring up a valid point because I hadn't thought of it that way. They they might have to have made fake from far from home trailers to avoid giving away what happens in Endgame. I True. never thought of it from that perspective. I knew they had made some. I guess fake's not the right word, but I don't have a better one. Fake Endgame trailers to not give away the movie. What's that? Boys. Right. But I never never occurred to me until you were just saying that that they could have potentially made fake trailers for Far From Home to avoid spoiling Endgame. Yeah. I mean, shit. How long... We didn't expect to see Thor fucking looking like the Lebowski. That was so funny. Oh, my God. You know what's even funnier is the fact that Tony calls him Lebowski and Obadiah Stane is played by Jeff Bridges in the first yeah. Iron Man. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody knows who the fuck Lebowski is, it's Tony. Yeah. I I was just surprised he never kind of shaved up by the end of the movie. I love that they didn't. I love that they kept him the, the way that he was the whole movie. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Although he's... He, in a fade from the face, he's very Odin looking right now because Odin's beard was very similar to that. The hair was very similar to that. Without yeah. without the braid, without the Nordic fucking braid in the in the front. Yeah, well, that's but I good, love but he, I love the gut. I love I love watching him fight in the in the leather armor, and he's still got the gut. The gut, yeah. <laughs> the the Nordic braid though, Rico, is only during that fight scene. Pre and post, it's, a- it's gone. So that's what I meant by Odin looking, because that's when he, yeah. It's at the and, end, and then it's at when he's talking to Valkyrie at the end. I just want to drop in one more time travel thing sure, that, yeah, I, that did bother me, which is you have a Cap at the end of the movie going back to return all the stones. Did he have the hammer with him? He did. Because if he took that hammer, the Thor of that timeline is not going to have it to fight off the Dark Elves. No, because it goes back to the same thing you were just talking about with the nebulas. It's the hammer from that timeline. The other hammer's still there. Thor still has that hammer. There's now two hammers in that timeline. Cap has one and Thor has one. Right. No, 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 no. Okay, wait, hold on. He took the he took the hammer from the uh uh what's the second Thor oh, movie called? Oh, oh right, right. Oh. That hammer's from the Dark World movie. The Dark World movie, right. So he took that hammer. Right. Unless they replaced it. Thor has to go up against the Dark Elves without it. That's a good. If point. that timeline's going to continue, the, I I think Cap is Cap put it back. Cap would be the. That's why he went back because only <laughs> and, he could wield it. And also, just it being problematic of him trying to put the ether back into Natalie Portman. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Can we just talk about the fact that Natalie Portman came back for like a small, quick cameo? I think that's awesome. She recorded voiceover. For for that role, everything else was the old footage or or uh, unused footage. Really? Oh. Yeah. All right. Well then. But still, she then. came back. Well, sort thanks, of. Natalie. Thanks for giving us the thirty-second voice recording you gave us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I like that she came back um, because you know she was kind of on the outs with the whole Marvel thing. In the same way, and this one I just found out in doing some research, Kenneth Branagh was the voice in Infinity War at the very beginning of the movie, the distress call. Really? Yeah, that was Kenneth Branagh. And I'm like, oh my god, they brought him back too. So it's like they brought everybody back Who? to celebrate all Who's the accomplishments of Marvel. Kenneth Branagh, refresh. He's the director of the of first Thor. Thor. Oh, okay. 
He played Gilderoy Lockhart, the shitty teacher in Harry Potter, uh, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, no, I'd have to look him up, but that's all right. He directed, um, he directed a lot of Shakespeare shit. Okay, yeah. no, that's fine. I just, well, I was thinking he was like an on-screen character in the Marvel Universe. That's why I was trying to figure out who he was. No, there was like that whole notorious behind the scenes thing of where he fought. They fought a lot over the direction of Thor and he didn't come back to direct any more of them. But I guess enough time had passed and they made, you know, made amends and he came back to record that voice for Infinity War. So I thought that was pretty cool. Or and that, just what I hear, that was the only reason why Natalie Portman signed on was because of Ken Branagh. Oh, OK. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Actually, I heard another behind the scenes. I mean, can, can we can we get into Easter eggs? Sure. Like, I read a story about, you know, there's that line where uh, Black Widow says to Captain America, if you, you know, try to throw all that cheery stuff my way, I'm going to throw a sandwich at you. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, the story behind that line is uh, originally when Kevin Feige went to go talk to Amy Pascal, who was the head of Sony Studios and, uh, you know, had been walking Spider-Man through the movies. And uh, the last two Spider-Man movies they did didn't do so well. So Kevin Feige went to her and said, look, you guys are messing up this property. Let us let us have him back. And apparently she threw a sandwich at him. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's basically their way of throwing a middle finger back up at her, I guess. Well, just a little reference to that because, you know, they made peace and, and you know, they got Spider-Man right, back right. in the fold. Uh, but that, that apparently yeah. that's what that line was referencing. Yeah, but then they made Venom and fucked it all up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll throw one more fucking little plot hole. That, and look, all these plot holes, you just kind of have to be like, it's a movie. Right. It's time travel movie. Yeah, it gets yeah. Pulled up. And you really kind of have to just sit back and be like, time travel, that's it. Just explanation yeah. of time travel. When yeah. you're done, though, Rico, I want to jump in because I'm sure, Chris, you've got a few more, and I've got a couple Easter eggs, too, so I want to get into those. But what's your plot hole? So Nebula, future Nebula, good Nebula, she gets captured by old Nebula and Thanos, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She only has enough of the Pym particles to go back. Right, no. you have enough to go back and go forward. Like you have enough to do the round trip to, to get where you're going and then to come back. Right, yeah, right. So the remaining pin particles that the old bad nebula takes from the good new nebula yeah. to Thanos is all that she has left, and then they use that to bring old nebula, bad nebula back, in which she's undisguised. Right, right. Yeah. So how does she open the portal to bring back Thanos? Good question. And for that matter, how does he fly an entire ship through that portal and nobody notices? Because, the, yeah, that was, I mean, <laughs> granted, he well, they they, just shut all the doors and everything. Well, not yeah. just that, but they also, they also shrink like Ant-Man when they're transporting. So when it goes through the roof, it's not full size. I mean, I'm not saying it was tiny, but it wasn't full size. It might have been small enough to not, you know, raise enough. In combination with the doors and walls being closed off into that. I didn't hear the name of the protocol. I missed it. But he said a name and he said some kind of protocol and it shut everything down. So in conjunction to two things, that might be why. Right. Well, that protocol happened when they were doing the test. I don't know if right. the doors remained closed after that, but they but when they were sending uh, a Hawkeye back in time is when they did no. the closed door protocol no, or whatever. No, 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 no. no. That's when the Hulk put on the the Iron Man gauntlet, for lack of a better phrase. That's when they did the doors closed. 
not your you got your scenes oh made. you're right you're right my bad my bad so but yeah. regardless the only thing i could think of was maybe thanos i think it's just a deleted scene that we may get in the future like thanos maybe had fucking call obsidian or whatever the fuck that that fucking squidward looking motherfucker maybe yeah. he <laughs> was able to maybe he was able to make more pin particles i th- I think that she may have had a way to power the machine because remember she like opens her fingers and like sticks them into like what looks like inputs on the front of it. So maybe she had some kind of way to power the machine, but, or they were but, able to. But that's what I'm saying is there's all that. How did how did Thanos time jump? I'm saying there was something about her makeup that allowed her to to split her fingers open, put them into the machine, and that powers. Instead of Thanos jumping forward, she kind of pulls him from the future. So she pulls him as opposed to him jumping in. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. I it, That's what I'm saying. It's a little murky, but like I, I, I would buy that theory. Because they definitely yeah. really did kind of show her just like sticking these dick fingers these in, inside <laughs> the keyboard. Like, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll I, buy think, I think that's what that was. Um Especially because you said dick fingers. That's what got me. That's what yeah, got me. Dick into fingers it. got you. Um, <laughs> can I hit you with my first Easter egg? And yeah. Chris, you and I talked yeah. about this off air while we were waiting for Rico. But um, Jarvis, the original yes. Jarvis was. Hold on. We're losing Rico here. No, I'm still here. We are paying attention to over there. She's Steph's trying to tell me something. What? Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Steph says because both nebulas are sharing the consciousness. Good nebula knows that Black Widow is on Morag or whatever, or the the other fucking Soul Stone planet, right? Oh, uh, Vormir or whatever. Vormir, yeah. So what if she now that they're now old nebula knows that one of them is going to be in that realm? They could take the fucking uh, pin particles from there. Go get Black Widows since she's not going to need them. Yeah. Oh, I, shit. I mean, I oh. get. I, know, I guess that's possible. Yeah, that's a possibility too. I'm saying whatever it is is probably a deleted scene. Probably. All right, go, um, go back to Jarvis. The original, original Jarvis makes an appearance in this movie. Like James, James Darcy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but for those who, if you don't watch Agent Carter or didn't watch Agent Carter you wouldn't know who that is or why he's called Jarvis. Because he plays a which, major role in that show. Right, which means he is the only character to come from an MCU TV show into, and go into a movie. Yeah, because Car- a- Agent Carter started in a movie and then doubled out to the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I same think he's with, right. Same thing Chris. with young Howard Stark. Yeah. Well, the young right. Howard Stark... Yeah, you're right because he's in the he's in the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No love for fucking Punisher or Daredevil or Jessica Jones, but fucking Edwin Jarvis for a show that like, I mean, I I didn't watch any of Agent Carter. Was it good? It was good. I liked it. It was actually. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I definitely better than Inhumans, and certainly better than a couple seasons of Shield. There were some seasons that were really good. Um, and not to get way off topic, but they just announced yes yesterday that the guy who played Ghost Rider in season four is getting his own series on the new um, 
Disney app. So that actually I just, might I just, that actually might get me to buy the app now because I I would what I would watch that because he was really good as Ghost Rider. Um, that aside, I did think of one Easter egg, if you will, or one character that did not come back, and I am a little disappointed about it, honestly. Yeah. Coulson. Although, just to hit up what you were saying about bringing in Jarvis real quick, yeah, um, it is a nice nod to the TV universe that is tied into the, the cinematic universe. Um, but I love that little line. There's an acknowledgement that the fans wanted people from, you know, Coulson to come back or like some, you know, some of the TV properties to make an appearance. And uh, I love that Wong says, what, you wanted more? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, is this I- everybody? What, you want more? <laughs> I thought that was I also, great. I also wonder if bringing in that in that version of Jarvis was also meant to be a bit of a nod to Paul Bettany, just because, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, which it would have been nice that they found a way to bring Vision back. Like I'm, I'm okay that they didn't, but it would have been, it would have been kind of cool to find a way. Yeah, uh, I I was kind of looking for him as well when the when the circles were opening and all the people were coming out, I'm like, where the fuck is vision? Oh, no vision for me. But see, He didn't get snapped. So that's the thing. All those people I know, were, snapped, I know, but so. fucker. Yeah. But I love that. Dead is dead. Yondu's dead. Vision's dead. Uh, black widows. Loki. dead. They're gone. They're done. I love that. Loki's back. Yeah. I know. Right. Where did he go? Where did he go? Who knows? Who knows? Who he's hanging with Gamora. He's, he's hanging with the fuck. Yeah. He's hanging with Gamora. He's, <laughs> He's uh, watching over Black Black Widow's body. Oh jeez. He's, um, he's looking at her and calling her Draco's daughter and, and being stupid and creepy. Who were you gonna say that you were looking for that, or someone uh, didn't come back that you were disappointed? Coulson. I wanted uh, Coulson to come back did. because he he I feel like deserved to have another run in the MCU. And let's be honest, his appearance in Captain Marvel was not what he deserved. So. Yeah, but dead is dead with these guys, and I I respect him for doing but he, it. But he Black wasn't Coulson. dead. That's the huh? thing, Chris. Like he wasn't dead. I mean, and well, if you're a fan of Shield and you've been watching the show, then yes, he's dead. Yeah. But in the well, eyes of the Avengers, he wasn't dead. Well, he was, but he was. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, they make a distinction between the cinematic universe and the TV universe, and even though they're somewhat tied um, in within the movies, Coulson's gone. Like he ain't coming back. Well, at you know, this point, unless yeah. they do a flashback, like they did in Captain Marvel. Sure. Um, boy, so many great callbacks and Easter eggs. I'm trying to think of a. Uh, some, the way that they frame some scenes. There was a wonderful fan service scene in an elevator where they mimicked what happened yes. in Winter Soldier, where he was yes. up against Brumlow. And uh, and I love that they included the line that was very controversial from the comic books where Captain yep. America says, Hail Hydra. I laughed yep. my ass off when that happened, and I was the only one, and nobody else in the theater knew what was going on. I, I laughed. I was with you, Chris. I mean, obviously, we weren't <laughs> in the same theater, but yeah, I, I definitely laughed. I I like that. Yeah. Um, there were some great callbacks to Dark Thor Dark World, even back to Captain America First Event. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, 
GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Oh, I heard that Howard the Duck made an appearance in this movie. Where? In the fight scene. Oh, no shit, Uh, really? Yeah, apparently Howard the Duck, and I, 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 God, I can't remember, but apparently it's when one, some of the Ravagers are coming through one of the Doctor Strange, um, the wow. gateway that they opened for the final fight, and apparently Howard the Duck is in there somewhere. Okay. I'd have to, I'll have to go <laughs> back and see you. it when I get, I, yeah, I believe you too, but I will tell you, speaking of Doctor Strange, first off, I didn't get enough Doctor Strange for this movie. I would have liked a little more Strange than we got, um... <laughs> there, there's that. Hey, you didn't get enough strange. You guys are dirty. Um, <laughs> CJ is always looking to get some strange. You, you got to uh, get your strange from a doctor, um, no less. <laughs> I I did turn the mic. But here's the thing. Go ahead. Doctor Strange was very heavily in Infinity War. You want? Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't. You can't. Yeah. Well, Look, he's right. second tier, right? But I don't think he should be. I think I think he's really well done in this universe. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying, you know, look, you get your th- the three head heroes are Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America. Sure, right. Doctor Strange may be a head of the Avengers in the future films, but he had his he had his movie. You know, Thor- Infinity War is borderline a sequel to Doctor Strange. That is basically Doctor Strange 2 until we get Doctor Strange 2, right? Right. So you he he had his moments. You want more Doctor Strange? Rewatch Infinity War. Uh, well, I have been ad nauseum. But um the the other thing, the only thing I did turn the when the water scene happened, I did turn the mic and I was like, "When the fuck did Aquaman end up in the Marvel universe?" <laughs> Well, it wouldn't. It would be Namor. Well, yes, no, I'm aware of Namor, but I'm just saying because, like, it. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt out of that part. Felt a little out of place to me. Mm. Um, I I admit I was that, that was kind of like wow, way to use just Doctor Strange's like infinite powers to stop a a, a waterfall. Yeah, or a water whatever. I, I'm with you. Like that was a weird kind of like let's put all right, waterfalls coming. Who could stop it? Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, you like, know. I don't know. But but to be fair, it's probably how it would be in the comics. That that's what I appreciate about the majority of this movie is there's so much weirdness and randomness of characters interact. I mean, Spider Man was swinging off of Valkyrie's flying horse. Yeah, that was and the weird. Hammer. He swung off the hammer. He swung off the hammer. This whole fucking that final scene, that final uh, fight scene, was the epitome of a Marvel Comics issue. You open yeah. this. You open the fucking panels. It's it's Spider Man interacting with fucking Thing and Thing fighting with Storm and Storm getting a fucking getting Conalingus from Wolverine and fucking <laughs> what the fuck ever. Like it's all over the place. It's Valkyrie deep-throating. I mean, I'm just saying, it's all... I'm, I'm just trying to fuck with you because you had water in your mouth. You motherfucker! I, ma- I was just trying to make him gag like a, like, like a good deep-throat. Um, but that's what I'm saying, is I really did appreciate the fact that in the comics, if there was a fucking tidal wave coming, 
who do we have that can stop it? Well, Doctor Strange, you could do it. Go. Right. You know, I got they're you. not going to yeah. suddenly try and summon Namor or, or, you know, someone who could fuck with water. Or be like, who do we got? Widow. Iron Man, Iron Man, go take on that fucking uh, tidal wave. Or send um, someone that I can't made do anything about it, like yeah. Hawkeye or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they went with what they got. But I did like, well, see, I'm, I'm jumping around here. So I, I, we'll get back to the final scene because there's some really cool things, but I want to try to get to them. But like, I got to talk about the Hulk in this. I, I didn't, hey, I didn't like it. Yeah, like, I'm kind of with what? you. That was awesome. Smart Hulk. We finally got Smart Hulk. No, I I ah. was so happy when he went back in time. And first off, it was great to see. With, we're talking about all these people they brought back to give nods to. It was great to see Tilda, Swin- Tilda Swinton. That's how you say her name, right? Mm-hmm. Come back as a Sorcerer Supreme for a brief yeah. period. And when she knocked him out of the Hulk and you had Banner... And yes, it was an unconscious Hulk, but you still had a Hulk. I would, because Rico, I think I even said to you when we were doing predictions that I thought they were going to find a way to separate the two and Banner would retire and Hulk would stay with the Avengers. And I was. And complete fucking opposite and just push them, smush them together. Right, but you see, they, I thought but they my did prediction it. was I thought General Ross was going to help him become Smart Hulk. Because I thought he would need Smart Hulk to go find Betty. That was my prediction for this movie. But well, so I got half Betty. of it right. But Betty's not missing. Uh, I thought Betty dis- didn't Betty, Betty disappear in the Snapshot. They haven't the Snapshot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Snapshot. That's a new so term. <laughs> I uh, thought she was a confirmed Snap. They never. They haven't brought up Betty Ross. Since, Since Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Right, right. But Liv still, Tyler, like oh, the only, only connection to Incredible Hulk is is General Ross. Or I guess, what is it? The uh, the Attorney General or the Secretary of State, whatever the fuck he is. Right, Secretary of State Ross. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I, that's what I thought. I thought Ross was going to help Bruce, make, you know, figure out how to become Smart Hulk because he needs, he needed, you know, the Smart Hulk to help with getting fi- reversing the snap, so that's what I thought was going to happen. And um, then in the, in the process, became became Red Hulk in the middle of it. I don't know. I don't know if they were going to go with Red Hulk with General Ross. I know they could, but uh, well, I, oh, okay. One thing, two things, two things that I wish that they had brought back. I wish they. I wish we had seen Abomination come back. Yeah, as part of the fight, that would have been super cool. And I would have loved to have seen Drax get in at least one good stab on Thanos for his family. Yeah, been, right. Just like yeah. a, just like one stab in the shin, or one you know, like when when he's doing the attack scene, he's like stabbing that monster in the back. Like I would have loved to have at least have him acknowledge to Thanos, "This is for my family." Yeah, I I can't disagree uh, with that. I really can't. That's that's a good way to to look at it. I yeah, but going back to the Hulk, I I I have gone through. I didn't watch all twenty two movies in the last week because that just sort of unless I didn't work, that would have been impossible. So yeah. I I will tell you that I watched the first Avengers. Oh no! First off, I watched the first Iron Man. The first Avengers, Ultron, Civil War, Iron Man 2, and Infinity War before tonight. 
I went back and watched those. You all right, Chris? <laughs> My mic just fell over. Oh, okay. You just, how did you drop the mic on what he was saying? <laughs> yeah right of all the things it was that said, good like, um, like yeah. mic drop for you there i, I thought you died like you were, <laughs> or you were so stunned like you saw that many movies in one in one day <laughs> i thought he got snapped um in oh! any event, so, um no but i i went back and the arc of the hulk or or more importantly i guess bruce banner from the first Avengers where Ruffalo first appears through right. here, they really, they didn't make him stoop. Well, they, I feel like they dumbed him down a bit. They certainly made him more campy as you go on. Like he was pretty serious in the first Avengers. And by this thing, he's half Hulk posing with kids in a diner five years after the snap. Like I, I agree. Honestly, that was definitely one of my least favorite parts of of this one. Where, and you're right. In the look, let's just for the sake of it, let's exclude the Incredible Hulk movie. Okay, the only time the, fir the first time this Hulk is introduced is the Avengers, right? Right. I agree. Sure. So he is. He comes off a little quirky. He comes off a little shy and timid. Like Ruffalo does this thing where it almost looks like he's kind of got like, like you guys can see on, on the camera, but like. Yeah, like he's kind of sucking in his. He just looks like he's nervous, like he's trying to biting the inside of his cheek because he's just he's a yeah. he, every he's a nervous wreck because he's afraid of being angry and and becoming the Hulk. And he comes off intelligent. That conversation with him and Tony in the first Avengers on the yeah. helicarrier screams that this guy is a very intelligent dude. And then in Endgame, he is just a fucking buffoon, like. Like the ultimate irony was is that this is Professor Hulk, but all this was was an increased intelligence Hulk, but a dumbed down Bruce Banner. And they were leading to it the whole way, though. It's not like they just made a jump from First Avengers to this. Like it's been, it's been building. I don't mind certain jokes, like when they were doing the um, in the, in Ultron when they're trying to move the hammer and the Hulk trying to or when banner's trying to pull it and when he can't he like let's go and start scream yelling like he's gonna transform and then laughs at everybody like i had to sorry that i don't mind like that kind of thing was okay but by by ragnarok and to a lesser extent or to a, a bigger extent the beginning of infinity war he's just a joke and that shouldn't be bruce banner yeah. Infinity War, he's still Bruce Banner slash Hulk. He still he still is that. But this this whole like you know, when he's trying to transform and the Hulk won't come out and he's like he's just acting dumb. Like he, I, I I don't know. I haven't liked what they've done with him since Ultron. Like Ultron I was okay with huh. it. From there from there forward I've had a problem. Uh, yeah, I'm totally okay with it. Like I've enjoyed Bruce's journey, and uh, I think I, th I mean I get where you're coming from. It is a little bit of a deviation from the Hulk that we've seen in the past, and the Bruce Banner that we've seen in the past. But I think it's kind of they realized that they needed a couple of characters to play off comedically to lighten up the tone of the movie and to give breaks to the drama. I think uh, Hulk and Thor were those two characters that they chose for these movies. Um, and yeah, I, I see what you're saying that it comes off as a little inconsistent, but I, but I was okay with it. But I thought but listen, Tony was always that guy not thor and hulk well, tony's quippiness was always the one that was supposed to break that up 
Yeah, but they couldn't do that with this movie because he needed to carry the dramatic weight of the of the movie. To well, be fair, one, everybody but... in this movie had was very quippy. Like everybody, like everybody had some very funny fucking dialogue. But it did, except Hawkeye, was... I don't or Ronan, whatever you want to call him. But um, well, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll give you that. But uh, to go against the giant depression that Infinity War gave us, you need to have some levity. But there was too much levity. I, I happen to agree with CJ that Hulk was just... Like, if if he was... I, I am perfectly fine with him being Professor Hulk. I'm fine with him wearing clothes. I'm fine with the Hulk having speech and being intelligent. I'm not okay with him, like, posing with kids in a diner and, and fucking saying shit like swag and... And telling like you, you know, listen to your mom. She's right. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, also yeah. the scene when they go back to the first Avengers, when they do the time travel, <laughs> and he's like trying to throw a car, and he's like, because he doesn't know how to. Like, obviously you're loving so it, but place. I love those moments. Like they were hilarious moments, but I totally get where you guys are coming from. I mean, my bigger beef was, uh, I felt like Ant-Man, they, Paul Rudd, like they kind of had him in there for comedy as well, but he just came off as annoying to me. No, my, you know. actually oh, going back to people that weren't there, where the fuck was Lewis? Oh, Luis. Now, or Luis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you now, got his Everyone van. asked me, everyone, after Michael and I saw it opening night, everyone said, don't tell me anything, but tell me that that motherfucker shows up and like starts talking shit to Thanos. And I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> like it was really kind of like that would have been well worth it. Yeah. But where would you have put him? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we all wanted to see all these characters that we didn't get to see. Where yeah. would you have fucking put him? It was a three Honestly? hour movie. I, I can tell you where you put him. He doesn't get any speaking lines in my version, but which sucks because his speaking lines are great. But if you're going to fit him in anywhere, it's when when it's Scott and Hope and Cassie sitting on the porch. He comes out of the house carrying a drink, just walks out and stands there. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, But you at least get yeah. him on screen. You at least give him <laughs> that two seconds of like, hey, there's Louise. I thought he was going to show up when he said, uh, we have another time machine, and he presses the. I thought, for because it didn't make sense. We're like, oh my god, Louis is back! No, he's not. It's just the no, fucking not. thing it's is trash somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> now that we're talking about Ant Man, I just something dawned on me earlier today. So we have Scott Lang, who gets released by the most heroic rat ever. Um, without yeah. that rat, none of the Marvel universe would have come back. So he gets popped out. He goes to see his daughter. And the next scene that we see him in is with the van at the Avengers facility in upstate New York. So that dude drove from San Francisco yeah. in that van all the way to New York. <laughs> I don't know why I find that hilarious, but like, he, I mean, like that's a five day drive. Well, three, if that's you don't stop, I did. I did it. So I fucking did. hungry for that sandwich. I yeah. did New Jersey to San Diego in three days, so and we actually stopped and slept. So there you go. Yeah, but, but anyway. so I just put that one together. I was like, "Holy mackerel!" He drove cross country. I don't know why I find that so amazing. Well, maybe but. maybe he met up with Venom and Venom swung the van halfway through. I don't know. Um, yeah. So. You know, to be fair, it would have been great if he had just picked up like I don't know a phone book 
and just called them and been like, hey, are there any Avengers around? Oh, there are? Hey, you guys got a jet, right? Can you fucking pick my ass up? Because, you know, half an hour flight for you, three-day drive for me. (laughs) Like, I'm also disoriented. I've been like, I'm just now realizing that half the world is gone. Well, yeah. Could you be a pal? Captain Marvel pick my ass up. Let's be fair. Chris is probably right. In that van, it's a five day trip. In that van, <laughs> that's a five day trip. So he should have been like, "Fuck the sandwich." Can I have a shower at the Avengers Tower, please? Can I have the Avengers shower? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I just thought that Ant Man. They kind of he just came off as a little bit annoying. I don't know. Like they didn't really know how to write the character properly. Um, but that would be the one thing about the movie that I probably didn't really care for. Um, yeah, Scott Lang seemed to be out of the loop a lot. He just was, you know, arguing with Tony Stark. You're repeating yourself. You're repeating. It It was very childish. Um, I know Scott is kind of that guy, but, yeah, but you want to talk quite that childish. You want to talk childish? To me, the Hulk was more childish than Ant Man ever was. Just gotta agree, especially yeah. because he's going from either a super intelligent fucking dude or ferocious fucking rage monster, and then but Ant Man's always been quippy. Ant Man's always been kind of goofy and been a giant kid with a fucking really kind of big power. So. To see Hulk become, uh, in a weird way, a kind of bro. Yeah. Like, you know, just kind of, like he just looks like instead of being Hulk, he, be, he would be named Chad or something. I mean, no offense <laughs> to anybody who's listening named Chad, but there is a stereotype of like, yeah. you know, it, it is kind of like a bra name. Like <laughs> Dozens of Chad just got pissed. They just yeah. turned off their podcast. Star- I, look, listen, Chad, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shots fired at Chad. Chad, your yeah. name sucks, but hopefully you're a good person. <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh, we I, about- I did like that moment where Ant Man punches the uh, the flying whatever that is, one of Thanos's army. He had Giant Man oh, come yeah, out yeah, and just yeah. lay one of those things out. I thought that was pretty awesome. So not not so so I'm not just talking shit about Ant Man the whole time. Well, that's well, the other thing. So that- you can appreciate the the dramatic part that Scott did. Like I was kind of impressed with with Paul Rudd having some seriousness on his face and i i teared up when he hugs cassie like when he oh totally sees, like yeah he's yeah, a goofball a but, like, fuck dude he did a good job cg yeah. what were you gonna say i didn't realize and and maybe this is just on me and i'll take the hit if it's on me like the chitari i thought were like their own race like i didn't think they were a part of thanos's thing like i know he helped loki but i thought it was more he when when they set that up in the first avengers it felt like that was more of a brokerage than an actual yeah. here's my army you know yeah, what i mean I like so the fact that the Chitari were there was a little like oh i wouldn't have seen that coming like the the dog-like creatures that we saw in infinity war that we then saw again in this one i was on board with but the Chitari. It felt weird to me. I mean, he did kind of, to be fair, the CGI was so fucking insane. It's hard. To, it was hard to be like, that's a Chitari and that's just one of Thanos's fucking. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the the flying thing that you were just giving credit for, for Ant-Man knocking out of the sky. That's a Chitari troop carrier. So yeah. why the fuck was that there? 
Uh, probably because it was already rendered and they don't want to spend a lot of <laughs> more well, money uh, yeah. to come up with brand new. Yeah, and it is kind of, it's, it's well known, like, especially yeah. since we just saw them in the flashback part of the, the battle of New York, it would be fresh in our mind. Be like, Oh, those giant serpent fucking things are back. Okay. You and it, it's safe <laughs> to assume that they took the footage, right? That wasn't, that wasn't reshoots. That was just here's the footage, paste it in, move on, right? I think there's there's a blend of both. I mean, obviously yeah. there was that round, that that the spinning. Scene That's what I'm talking. Seeing- I'm ta- yeah, I'm talking about two specific sp- shots: the shot of the Shatari on the building taking his face mask off and screaming. That, and then also the the spinny round, all the Avengers right. sitting back to back. That's we all agree. That's, That's just. The- can i say something about that scene when they go back to the uh original avengers movie and uh, captain america runs into his younger self and uh, like when i saw that i was like oh my god it's like old buzz Lightyear running into a brand new buzz Lightyear." yeah i i thought of that shit too i was like oh my god i love to i i laugh so fucking hard when he said i could do this all day he's like i know i know (laughs) yeah that was pretty funny um, but it was so it great to see how America was just like, God damn, I am, I am such a fucking like. I'm tough. No- he was so earnest. Yeah, he's like, like, damn it, yeah. I, and he starts swearing at the whole film. He's like, let's go get that son of a bitch. He's like, that is America's ass. Like he went from language to let's go get that son of a bitch. That might be why they did it actually, just to like flip that switch. But yeah, go- and it did bug me that Captain America did some cursing in this movie. Like he threw out a shit, he threw out a son of a bitch. I was like, wow, Cap, oh, but language. Come on. How cute was Tony's daughter turning to him and going, "Shit, that was beautiful." I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was great. But I laughed even harder when he said, "Because I got, I, I'm, 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 I'm reading about important shit here." Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Say, don't say, don't say shit. That's mom's word. She coined it. Shit. What, what what are you up so for up so late? He's like because I'm reading about important shit. Like he just completely yeah. floored the fact that he discovered time travel. He's just like I don't even give a fuck. I discovered travel. I'm I'm, I'm exploring this shit. Oh, yeah, uh, she yeah, was yeah. cute though. I actually did some research that Morgan Stark is actually his. I want to say his uncle or his it's it's, it's cousin, his first cousin, and he's a villain. So, like, they took the Morgan Stark name. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. I just said, fuck. I said, all right, well, because I think everyone was expecting uh, Morgan to be a boy when he said, you know, I had a dream about your Uncle Morgan and we're going to, you know, blah, 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 and we'll name him Morgan, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, he got a girl. Good for him. Because he, that's exactly what fucking Tony needs is he he needs a daughter. Women. He needs women to push his ass around and keep him in line. Yeah. Um, uh, but but uh, just getting back to the I, Hulk I and consistency for just a second, because like that's the other thing. Like there was when they do the flashback sequence to the first Avengers, and they're going downstairs with Loki. 
it's the campier Hulk. So it's even inconsistent in the flashback. He should have been more like, just, or whatever. Like, there was that he makes the joke about having to walk down all the stairs. Like, that's <laughs> so like, many stairs. <laughs> but that Hulk did have that wit. Remember, he said, beauty God. Like, well, true. Okay. Hulk has fair enough. Wit, fair man. Enough. Yeah, no, you're right. I forgot about that. You're right. That's fair. Um, was there any other? I mean, even, even when Cap said Hulk, smash. And like Hulk's got that big ass grin, like he knows humor. Yeah, he knows no, you're, you're right. I'll give you that. Okay, that's fair. Um, but oh, so the thing that Deb pointed out from the flashback that she liked. This is a positive thing. But we were when I was telling you earlier, we were watching the old movies. One of the things that we noticed, or she noticed, is at the end of Avengers when Thor's taking Loki back to Asgard for judgment. He's got the mouth cover on. And she turned to me and was like, why did they cover his mouth? Like, what was the point? Like, she didn't have a problem with it. She was just, like, asking, like, what was the point of it? And they kind of explained that in this movie, which was nice. I I mean, first viewing of the first Avengers way back in 2012, I just, I, I got it. Like, this guy talks too much. He, everyone's so tired of him talking and be like you know, hello, brother. And she's like, oh, shut up. And just like, yeah. I, it was, it was explaining what I didn't need to be explained, but it was nice to see. Well, like, right. That's why I, I think, I think Deb's point at the time was just like, what was our particular purpose or was it just for that? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think she didn't get it as much as was there a particular reason or that. And, and we got the answer in this movie, I feel like, which you're right. We didn't need it, but it was nice to have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I did like like hearing when, when they're all staring the the end of the Avengers when they're staring at Loki's like if it's all same to you I'll have that drink now yeah. and then we hear what Tony said right after he's like all right we could all pose later like let's, yeah. let's keep going like enough <laughs> posing yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. That was so good it was also <laughs> weird to see young like I mean not even young but like 2012 Tony Stark and 2023 Tony Stark yeah. And yeah. like there's I mean, we've been watching RDJ age. It's really yeah. weird to see. Because well, how about everyone else kind of looks more or less the same, with some exceptions, obviously, but like yeah. well, how about no 20... one is aged hard as RDJ. How about twenty eighteen like near death Tony Stark? That was oh, yeah, all emaciated. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Yeah. Did you guys catch the Easter egg of how many days? he was like it had been if you're the, say, if you're referencing clerics i don't think that has anything to do with it i'm not no okay it was 22, 22. yep oh okay Jeez. 22 movie yeah okay yeah by the way there was another great throwaway line when uh in that same scene where they have the younger robert downey jr and the older robert downey jr one of the one of the cops says to thor what are you guys doing now he's like we're gonna go eat and then i'm gonna take this back to asgard and then I love that they referenced the, uh, the, the, the end credit scene of them all kicking back, having shawarma. Yeah, that's for I, I noticed <laughs> I that, too. That. Yeah, I did notice that, Chris. Good good pull, though. I did notice yeah. that. <laughs> did you guys, um, did you notice uh, in the, what what was it? Like the, the Captain America, like we're all like left behind kind of talk group that he had mm-hmm. after what? the five years later, the jump when Captain America's like got the support group. Yeah, what about it? Did you notice that one, 
that was the first introduction of a gay character in the MCU. The guy who's talking about his date. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. And two, that's one of the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yep. All right. No, I'm asking. Oh, go ahead, Rico. Three, the other guy who's in it, who I think he was bald and had a goatee. Yeah, I remember him. That's the creator of Thanos. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. Neither did I. Now, what were you going to ask me, Sister? And this is legitimately a a question because I I fear that some people that listen to this may think I'm making a joke or whatever. I'm genuinely not. Is. Is that Russo brother homosexual? Is he? Is he? I don't know, but I think I think it was him kind of throwing out his because look, there 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 is a lot of I don't want to say flack, but there's been uh, demand that they put in a gay character, a gay superhero character. Oh. The 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 gay no, community said we want an yeah. openly gay character in the MCU. Yeah. And I think he was just kind of like, look, we can't do that right now. But here, I this is now the gay character in the MCU. And I'll play it. Okay. But I, I mean, I'm gonna double check. if he is great, if he isn't great, like it doesn't make a difference to me. I was just curious because if he was playing to, to personal type, that'd be pretty interesting. That's the only reason why I even asked. Oh, but I mean, yeah, going into representation, I mean, I thought it, uh, it was pretty cool that they went with the. Uh, Sam Wilson is the new cap because it yeah. could have gone either way, Sam or Bucky. And was, uh, they decided to give Ke- uh, Sam the shield. And I was I, like, that's freaking awesome. I have to agree. And what was nice about it, not that it was needed. And, and maybe you'll disagree with me because of what you just said, Chris, but like he, he's holding it and he says something to the effect of like, it feels like somebody else's and, and Cap says, no, that's why it's yours. But then he looks back at Bucky, and Bucky gives him that nod, like, yeah, you go, man. You t- you run with it. You know, and I thought that was I thought that was nice. Like, I don't think it was, like, he didn't need Bucky's approval, but it was kind of cool that he gave it to him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, of course, I'm referencing in the comic books, because both of them yes. have been Captain America at one point. So, you know, in terms of making the movie, they could have gone either way, but they chose to go with Sam. And I was like, right on. Good, I- good choice, guys. I I agree, Chris, and and Mike and I were talking about that as we were waiting for the end credit scene, like that, or end credit sound. But we were as we were waiting, he was we were talking about that, not necessarily from a representation perspective, but about why it went to Sam over Bucky. And I was explain I was explaining to him that I got it wrong. Not that I didn't want Sam to have it, but I thought they were going to go Bucky. But it really it was a coin flip. Like it could have really gone either way, you know. So I just guessed wrong. <laughs> But yeah, well, they're making their own show. The the what is it? The Falcon and the Winter Soldier are getting their own TV show together. That's true. Yeah. Yep. So maybe they'll be constantly like passing the shield back and forth to each other. I mean, I would. It's, it's, be, it's better than just calling it the Captain Americas or the you know like yeah, our Team America. <laughs> Team Amer- yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Team America! Um, <laughs> I heard that there was a Captain Britain shout out in this movie too, but I'm not familiar with the Captain Britain character, so I didn't catch it. Well, he's he's basically like Cap. He's just from the UK. That's essentially yeah. what it boils down to. I mean, I think he even has a shield with the Union Jack on it. I'm not even kidding, if I recall. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you're so. you're right. There's all, there is also another character called Union Jack. Like, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't catch the. Uh, the Captain Britain reference. I mean, 
They don't yeah, even I heard it. I heard it was in there. I just missed it because, yeah, like it's one of the Easter eggs that I found in doing all the reading after watching this movie. Sure. Um, I, I got to say, though, I was so happy with Steve Rogers's closure. Like his, yeah, his well, story yeah. arc was so goddamn good. By the way, did you guys do the math? He is playing 105 at the end of that movie. Mm. I mean, the fact that he's got the super soldier serum. Right. Yeah. He is a very sprightly 105 year old man. Well, let me, let me do the math here. He, it was what? 40, 42 in first Avenger. Uh, 41, something like, yeah. Okay. So let's say conservatively, he's 20 in that movie, right? And then, sure? he's, and then he's frozen in 42 because he says that. He specifically references 42 when he's frozen. So he would have been 22 and then it's 77 years, but he was frozen. So he really only would have been, even if he go back to when they unfroze him in, what, 2012? So let's say 11 because I think he was unconscious for a year. Let's just say that. So even if they unfreeze him in 11, he starts aging again. He's only 23. And then... So I'm yes, looking to see if there's an actual answer online. He'd be 23 in actual age, but from a age... If he hadn't been frozen, yes, he would have been 100 and... No, because 70 plus 5... No, he would have been like 70... He would have been like 90, Rico. But what year? What year did he go back to be with Peggy? Oh, I would. Well, if he had to take the stones back, it was nineteen forty. If he had to take the stone, because I think because they they said on on the screen what year it was. It was forty. Actually, I oh, think did they? Was, yeah, they said mm. the years on the screen. Because I know for a fact that the the hippie thing with Stan Lee was seventy. That was nineteen seventy. Yeah, that was seventy. And I took from the music cue and the cue from the car that went by that it must have been in the forties. Um. Well, wait a minute. But that's when they got. So what did they get in the seventies? No, the seventies is when they got the the tesseract and the pin particles, and that's where he had to return it to. But that's not to say he couldn't time travel further back once he was because he said once I was done returning all that stuff, I went yeah. to go get a life. Yeah, yeah. So he could have gone back further, right? And you know, the car that drives by is like a nineteen forties model car in the, at the he, beginning of right. that shot. I. My guess is it's 43, 44, the, the year or two after the war. Yeah. That's what I would think. I would think, I think he wouldn't go so far where he'd have to reintroduce himself to Peggy and be like, yes, it, she, she'd have to have missed him. She'd have to have like, where did he go? Oh my God, he's back. And now we're together. Yeah. So that would, yeah. So that's a yeah, 70 that's, year, that's a 70 year plus the 20 something. So he would be in his nineties. Yeah. He'd be in his nineties. Because he basically um, went back to the uh, here. I got over here. Here's here's how we cleaned up real nice. Well, he basically goes to the year that he went into the water. That's where okay. he goes. He goes back to the year that, that he put the plane down in the water. So forty okay. two. That's where he goes back to. And because what's the point in going anywhere else? To to Rico's point, if you go further back, you got to reintroduce yourself to Peggy. You go further forward. How do you explain it? Like why why were you gone for five years? You know what I mean? Like he can easily yeah. say, "I survived the plane crash, and here I am." You By know? the way, if he if he does go back and he's happy with Peggy, does it make it creepy that he kissed Sharon? Oh no, because <laughs> he, he didn't know he was going to be able to do that. So 
He was a fucking like 90 year old virgin. Give the guy a break. <laughs> he didn't get anything. He didn't get anything from Sharon either, as far as we know. Yeah, he got the kiss in the in the parking garage at the airport. Um, yeah. Okay, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Chris, so I, I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, go ahead. Who, in your opinion, had because um, what makes these movies so great is their attention to character and something that I have never seen in in like long stretching franchises before. Captain America and Tony uh, had a character arc from beginning to end. We've yeah. seen, and it's just been amazing. Who, in your opinion, Apple. has the better character arc? Tony. Tony. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so much would, growth. It would include Thor in that in that category, though. Thor did have a big arc as well. I don't know if Thor, if Thor had a huge had a big arc. Like I know Hulk had an arc. Like they kind of you know directed where the stories were going to go. But Thor has kind of been Thor, just loosened up Thor. Like, but he. Mm, he also, going he from I guess lost- Re- Rebel Son to to leadership role. I guess has been his character arc. And then realizing and that that's not really for him. Plus the tragedy of everyone he lost. I mean, he loses well, his whole team. He loses his whole family. Yeah, these are a lot of things that happened to Thor. But I'm talking in terms of like the personality. Because, I mean, Tony was a self-absorbed billionaire at the beginning. And he ended as a selfless, you know, the, the guy who did put his body on the line. So that way, you know, as Cap put it, you're not the guy to throw, you know, sacrifice, make the sacrifice play. He but- was. It goes to the point where Wu Jensen, the guy who's in the cave with him, yeah, who who sacrifices himself to save Tony, says, "Don't waste your life. Make it, make it, make it a good one." Oh, yeah. nice. Don't but, waste your life. Nice. Pull. He used it to the absolute extreme. Extreme. Yes, he did. He did. And real quick, not the completely get off but i just thought of like we've been talking about characters they brought back even for brief periods there's another one i missed and i guess it's because he didn't get snapped but heimdall that's true uh, and i think yeah. because idris elba is just getting ready for the suicide squad well that and he he didn't get snapped he got stabbed in the chest by um Thanos. That wasn't a snap death or a snapture, as Chris so eloquently put it earlier. Um, <laughs> the snapping. The snapping. That's what, oh that's what I've been calling. I've been calling it the snapping. Um, I. How, what were your reactions from that opening segment where they find Thanos on his planet, all like farmered out and all fucked up, and then just Thor just cuts his fucking head off? Was I, I was kind of like. Is this it? Is that it? Like, did they credits? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did they just basically say, okay, we're gonna let you wait for a year to show you the longest post credit scene? <laughs> it's like ten minutes of a movie credits, and then like Monty Python, the whole rest of the <laughs> two hours, fifty minutes is just black. <laughs> it would have actually. No, no, it, w- it would have been the Russo brothers had filmed like a secret. DCEU movie, and they're like, and now we 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 introduce the proper Justice League, right? <laughs> uh, um, 
God, I kind of loved Thanos kicking around the garden in a t-shirt. Like I, I, I was kind of like, what, what is going on? And then when he lost his head, I, I, my jaw dropped. I was like, whoa, they did not just, wh- wh- okay, where is this movie going from here? Like that was the first part that made me really dig into this movie. Cause it's like, I, I didn't see it coming and I had no idea where it was going to go. Yeah. I, so, I, I- I have to agree with you there, Chris. That was definitely like, what seriously are they going to do now? Like, I know we kind of made some jokes about like the longest post credit scene ever, but no, in all seriousness, like where, where do you take this movie from here? I, I thought the same thing. Like what, what do you do now? You know, it, I, I thought that maybe Thanos was, he did everything he did because he knew there was going to be an even bigger threat coming or something. You know, I there were all these rumors that maybe um, Galactus, um, he, Adam Strange, Galactus. I thought oh. I the rumors that like now that Disney owns Fox, which I believe Galactus is part of Fox property, that maybe he would be introduced. It would have been a real bad cop out because like we all we all enjoyed seeing Iron Man give that final snap you fuck you to Thanos. And it would have been just kind of like, oh, okay, throw in fucking Galactus. Great that Galactus is in this movie, but it was perfect how they did it. Like, all the clunkers and all the fucking inaccuracies and all the fucking plot holes we've been discussing, it's still, like, it made us, like, mentally shit our pants in our own brain. We're like, oh, my God, this is (laughs) so fucking... Like that final 30 minutes was just like, this is so goddamn good. It did kind of feel like a little bit of like Return of the King with like 38 fucking endings. Yeah. I it kept it. going on and on and on. For me personally, I was like, it, I almost wanted just to fucking end with uh, uh, Tony's fucking funeral and have Nick Fury just walk onto the fucking thing. We're like, oh, that would have been a nice ending. Yeah, and then of course, I mean, then afterwards, you've been like, "Oh, wait a minute, what happened to Cap? Did he get some pussy? What's going on?" Like, no. Well, and to me, it felt very Jedi because Return of the yes. Jedi, you know, you get the ending on Endor, and then you get the celebrations all around the world, and then you know, so the, and you also had the the funeral pile for um, Vader that that Luke did, and it felt very similar to that. You know. I agree. If and we've been saying Infinity War is the Empire, the MCU, and therefore Here's in a weird Jedi. way, Endgame is yeah. the Jedi. Um yeah. I I've been avoiding this all night because I wanted to get to it in one big chunk. And Chris, I know you said you kinda had a hard out. Do you need to go or uh how close are we to uh wrapping? Do you have more? I well yeah, because well, I, I keep going, but like Yeah, but <laughs> if go you need to go more. We would, no, because what I want to do is I want to kind of start, and I don't feel like we really we've referenced and we've jumped around it, but I'd really like to deep dive this this splash page that was the last like forty minutes of this because there's there's oh. so much that goes on, there's so much right. happening, and All right. if we're if we're gonna start to deep dive, then yeah, maybe maybe I should bounce. I do got to work in the morning. Um, but one other thing that I just remembered of a uh, Easter egg, apparently, you know, the uh, beginning when you get the Marvel with the comic book characters inside the letters. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently in there, uh, it's only the people who survive the, uh, yes. the snap. I noticed that it is only the Avengers that survived. I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, he fucked with the logo, man. Now, MCU fucking Kevin Feige and Disney are now making us have to stare at the logo and be like, what they change? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, we, I guess to. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, can we all agree, though, that the best one was the one for Captain Marvel? Hands down. The best one. Oh, oh the, the, best, the Marvel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because that, if I'm going to bounce, my final thought would is Stan the Man. I love that his final cameo, uh, it was beautiful. They de-aged him a little bit, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like that every like the Russos knew the emotional impact of putting him on the screen. And therefore, I think they just did a very quickie that this is Stan's quick two second cameo. And uh, but he deserved to be in it. And it, it was just perfect. Like he, he, he couldn't have gone out any better way. Do you think there was Joni in the car with him? His wife? Oh, I never thought of that, Rico. It's because possible. There's a, woman, there's a woman in the car with him, but the, yeah. I don't think you actually see his her face. I you think do, the but it's very briefly. That, I got to look yeah. that up. That would be that would be beautiful if they chose to go that way. I got to look it up. I, I think it would be genius if that's what they did. Let me see. I mean, she was just as integral as, as he was. I mean, maybe not as much, but like there wouldn't be an MCU if it wasn't for her being like, fucking write what you want, motherfucker. There wouldn't have been Marvel without Joni, there, so she's incredibly There would, there would be Marvel, but it would have been, it would have ended. It would have been Captain America, and then that would have been it. It would just, the MCU would have been Captain America. <laughs> I don't see anything. I put Joan Lee in Endgame. I don't see anything. Well, well she's dead. Obviously, I don't think they. I, I don't think they put her face in it. But I think the implication it might have been her. I'm, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm yeah. gonna call it and say it was Joni. I'm just. That's it. I'm just saying it, and that's it. Even therefore. if it's been revealed it was Marilyn Monroe or something, or or someone ridiculous. You know, although that wouldn't work. She was dead in 1970. Whatever. Whatever I'm saying, it was Sophia Loren. It, just for the sake of argument, it's Joni Lee. He wouldn't have wanted anyone else because you remember there were not the because I know you got to get going, Chris. But like there were lines from all. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. All right, he didn't want to say because it would have insulted Joni. Like he, or no, he, he said the lines, but then he made Kevin put a line in that said, hey, it was all bullshit, basically. Just to to not disrespect Joni. So there's no way if, you know, if these people love this property and this company and this man as much as I believe they do, that was Joni. Whether it's implied, whether it's said or not, that was Joni. That in their minds and their hearts, that was Joan. You know? Yeah. It, it, in this article, it says the Russos didn't say, however, um, 
they're hoping that Lee's final cameo was him driving off into the sunset with the woman he loved. It's got to be Joni then. So one woman he loved, I mean, unless it was his daughter. Yeah, but I would I would venture to say it's Joni. So yeah, I'm gonna believe it is. Yeah, I am too. Because that's the way. Just because that gives me it. the feels. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Chris, thanks for jumping on to us. We're going to keep going, but thank you for coming on and, and sharing your thoughts on the, uh, the end game with us. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for letting me nerd out. I appreciate any, any opportunity I get to talk about this geeky stuff. And and my wife thanks you as well. (laughs) (laughs) She she doesn't have to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, You let it all out for us. Now she's like, oh, fucking hey, Now we can actually have a conversation about normal shit. (laughs) (laughs) Stop stop crying over Tony Stark. He's dead. You already, already. Spoilers. All right, I got to bounce before the cops get me. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah, I hear him. Get a get, right, get look, deep cover. Coming after me. <laughs> All right, have See a good you, night, buddy. Guys. Good night, buddy. All right, Rico. So, what? Uh, I mean, did you like it? I like, did. I know I did. I just like I said. I not a, look. I've never done this on this show. I'm not going to start doing it on this show. I don't say stuff just because it gets a reaction out of you or the listeners, you know, and I'll go back to our infamous thing about Halloween. That was my genuine reaction to it. I know you hated my reaction to it, but that was my genuine reaction to it. Same thing here. Like it, it just, I was expecting, we'll say this. I was expecting so much and, and, and got an amazing thing, but I think my own expectations were so high. Do you know what I mean? And I can and, appreciate that. I think the problem. <laughs> wait, before you before you say what I want to say, I want to tell you that as we've been sitting here for this time talking about it, I'm appreciating it more and more as we're just sitting here going back over it and I'm recapping it in my brain as we're talking. So, I mean, I do agree that it does take some adjustment. Like you need to like sit on it and think. I loved the Last Jedi when I walked out of the Last Jedi. Like the first time I saw it, then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a second. So, it there are there are there are those movies that it's so bombardment with what's going on, especially our first viewing. Like, I think you you might skew your perception when you watch it a couple times on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Sure, sure. But let me ask you this: Which do you like more, Infinity War or Endgame? Infinity War. Yeah. Well, so, wait, okay, hold on. As a whole. Infinity War. However, that last fucking battle scene yeah. could have been the movie by itself. Like that, you could that battle scene was ridiculous. And it's not just the fighting. It's all of it. It's it's Peter running through the the Doctor Strange portal, whatever whatever they're called cuz I don't I think there's a name for those things, but whatever. And running up to Tony and going and and basically laying out, I, I hey, do you remember when we turned to dust? But then I'm here, and Doctor Strange says we have to go help you, and Tony just hugs him, and yeah. you know, like <laughs> that was definitely uh, you just. I love the look of you know RDJ genius through this entire series, genius. But, even but three, even when he is doing the same type of thing in more or less every movie which is i'm quippy i am kind of the smart ass and i have the kind of drawing voice and blah 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 blah, blah and i am iron man blah blah blah, blah. there are moments where 
you just look at him, you're like, motherfucker, this guy knows how to convey emotion. Yeah. Like he's always talking. RDJ is always talking in, in, in every movie. He has a fucking, he's a chatterbox, but not to the point where it's like Tom Holland, who's, you know, jabbering like a fucking monkey because of nervousness. Tony just loves to hear the sound of his own voice. That's the difference. Yes, he does. Yeah. But RJ can convey enough emotion where he, where Tom Holland or Spider-Man runs up to him, starts jabbering like, hey, Mr. Stark, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And I fell asleep. And Tony just has this look on his face like, oh my God, you never shut up. But I'm so happy to hear it. Yeah. Like that was the impression I got. It's like, oh my god, you died and you came back and you still are talking. Give me a hug. Yeah. Like he missed the annoyingness. That's that's what I got out of it. I I I loved that. Well, I want to get into the battle itself, but I loved that a lot of things like. I love that connection of Tony and Peter through this entire... You talked about the story arc earlier, and it's a shorter arc because they weren't allowed to do it prior. But the arc of Tony and Peter from when they first meet in Civil War all the way through this movie. And and so much... It's not even about them on screen together. It's it's It's, you know, like the scene when he's washing dishes and the water gets on the picture of... Of Peter and he picks it up and he drives it off and he looks at it and he gets that look on his face, you know. Um, and that's what inspires him to say, "Fuck it, I owe it to Peter, Peter to bring him back." Right. No one else, Peter, to fix that. Yeah. Nothing else. And and also though to the end where, you know, Peter. One of the things we said we liked about Homecoming, and I still like about Homecoming, is that we didn't have your typical Uncle Ben dies and yet we now had our uncle ben moment without it being uncle ben and i called it i basically said that iron man is going to be the uncle ben of this current mcu tom holland spider-man you did that is is. the fact that rdj and marissa tomei had a relationship in the 80s sort of supports that yeah uh, you mean the 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 actors yeah um yeah but even to the on-screen portion, the fact that he was kind of flirting with her off and on throughout the thing, you know. Can, can you also discuss the fact that, like, like Tony Stark as a character is a ladies' man, but once he started dating Pepper, he never strayed. No, he was with her from the very beginning. He never cheated on her, even though it is the implication that he would. He is that type of guy. He's just he like, was, I don't want commitment. He was very flirtatious, but he never did anything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it it just. Yeah, I mean, leave it to, to, like I said, to Spider-Man to make me cry twice because watching him lose Tony is what put me over the edge. I, to be fair, I there were a couple times I cried during Endgame. I started welling up again at Paul Rudd fucking finding his daughter. Cassie, and yeah. Yeah, just that moment of just... Oh my god. And the line was, you're so big, which is really kind of funny because he's always small. Right. That was, I thought, like a nice little like you're so big. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, and, I and I, I, I'm not trying to throw him under the bus because he's not here anymore, but I gotta totally disagree with him with Chris about Paul Rudd's role in this. Like I I, I thought, thought it was, was I think think we expect him to be goofy. 
but we don't expect Hulk to be goofy. That's the thing. Right, but he wasn't overly goofy, and I don't think he's ever been overly goofy in any of these movies. In in Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, in Civil War, in this, like he just he he's just the right amount of what you need. You know, he is just the right amount of everyday petty criminal. That's what he is. He's a petty yeah. criminal with a very expensive suit. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. Yeah. Speaking of which, Michael Douglas has never looked that good in like 50 years. <laughs> I don't think he looked years. that good in Wall Street. He, you're right. He did not. I mean, that was the thing. The flashback opening scene of Ant Man, where it shows Wall Street era 1980s Michael Douglas. Yeah. We we're like, oh wow, Michael Douglas looks really good at one point. And then they were like, oh, shit, he looked even better at some point with long hair. And his voice is still exactly like, Scott, what's going well, on? Yeah, but his Scott. voice really has never changed. What? I see you're right, but his voice never really has changed. Like, in real life, his voice has always well, kind of been consistent. Not true. Not, not true. He did have that cancer that did but fuck up his voice a little bit. Not that much. I don't know. I... I, I <laughs> By the way, for I'm pretty positive you cannot get throat cancer from cunnilingus. I don't know no. where the fuck he threw that out of. Like, I guarantee, fucking, what's her fuck? Um, Catherine Zeta uh, Jones. Yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones was not happy when he came home that day. Oh no, no. But then again, we're also talking about a guy who's very quirky. He celebrates his birthday every year at Outback. I'm not shitting you. That's his yearly tradition. He goes to Outback. Of all so the places, weird you say that because I went to Outback Steakhouse for the first time last night. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I mean, but think about it. I mean, he he's done all right for himself. He could probably go it to was like. Super weird. I had no idea Michael Douglas was there until I looked. I'm like, oh my god, Michael Douglas, you're at Outback oh, Steakhouse. Shut up. No, he wasn't. Um, wasn't. Yeah, he looked at me and said, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad voice when it works so well. Um, I cried at that part of the Cassie scene. I cried. I I got a little misty when Tony was hanging out with Howard. Like I kind of was yeah. like, "Oh my god, he finally gets to say goodbye be with his dad." Yeah, you know everything that he wanted to say when he did that little self therapy experiment in um, Civil War, where it shows him really young. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. He he Which, said I, I couldn't get to say what I wanted to say. By the way, that was a nice little shout out in that scene from Civil War to my area. Oh, the Garden State? Yeah. Well, not yeah, the Garden State, good. the area I live in. Because, oh, that's the area you live in? No, well, the Garden State's the whole state, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that t-shirt he was wearing. It was a Mr. Softy t-shirt. That's an ice cream thing here. Is Really, Mr. Soft? Is that um? It's a it's an ice cream truck that runs around in the summer and plays music and gives soft serve ice cream out to people. That's we have an ice cream truck around here, but they never fucking stop. Well, that's because the weather doesn't get shitty out there. Like when it gets to be snowy, nobody fucking wants to run outside and get ice cream. No, I'm talking about like the, the I'm just the driver never stops for me. My fat ass is trying to chase after him. Like <laughs> I got three dollars and he won't do it. I thought you meant that they run them year round. Um, no, the fight scene. I mean, we, and we can jump back to other stuff too, Rico. I'm in no rush to stop, but like, there's, there's the fight, that fight, dude. 
when really let's, before we get to before we get to the splash page, how about just Thor and Cap and Iron Man versus Thanos? Like I was really worried. That was one of those moments where like like I was biting my lower lip. Yeah. Yeah. Out of this like it was one of those moments where like i nibbled my fingernails down to the nubs which i already kind of do anyways but like it was one of those moments like i just didn't know what the fuck was going to happen i'm like they already chopped this motherfucker's head off at the beginning of the film and he's back different version obviously sure but like like this is it chris hemsworth's contract might be out chris evans his contract is definitely he actually said all right fuck Okay, I'll do one more. Same with RDJ. RDJ like extended it. Like he even threw in like homecoming. He's like, fuck it. I just love being Iron Man. I'll do it. Yeah. And even he was like, this is it. So I'll I'll say this though. <sighs> like I didn't get nervous in the beginning. Like I don't know what what point you started getting nervous, but there's this very specific point that I got nervous in that sequence with just the three of them. And for me, it's when when Cap Shield broke in half. Because uh, that one for sure for me. Also, when Thanos was pushing Stormbreaker into Thor's chest. Yes, well, but the, I think the shield was first, wasn't it? No, it was after. You're right. But the shield was after. The shield part for me, the reason that made me nervous is if you think back to the first, no, not first event. I'm sorry. Think back to Ultron. And Tony has the vision of them all dead. That shield is broken almost identically. And I have a feeling they did that on purpose to throw back to that moment. But exactly to the point where where Scarlett Johansson is laying in that dream vision sequence is exactly how she sprawled out at the bottom of the cliff. Oh, really? I don't think I noticed that. I believe you, but I don't think I noticed it. It is exact. And like, remember, for those who are trying to remember what we're talking about, in Age of Ultron, Scarlet Witch gives Tony a fucked up nightmare or a daymare or what he's a vision, basically. It's a vision, yeah. But it's it's not, and the implication is it's not what's to come. It's what is Tony's biggest fear. It just happens to be what's to come. That's yeah. the ultimate crazy thing. And the real crazy thing was is that um, Steve grabs Tony and says, you could have saved us. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. You're right. I remember the scene. So, I remember that part, but yeah. And that's that really, if we're really being honest, Scarlet Witch kind of fucked up this whole thing. She put that fear into Tony. Uh, Tony, the the Chitari and Avengers New York thing that really kind of gave him PTSD, and he was already kind of like, "Oh my God, we have got to do something." He even says, "The final, the um, the fight up there, that's the end game. That that's the first time yeah. the line is uttered." He's like, "That up there, that's the end game." Um, but it was really Scarlet Witch putting all that fear into Tony's head, which made him create Ultron which made him um, basically become more and more his own worst enemy and then have to take a fucking massive chill pill. Like, I really appreciate the time jump where he has just done nothing but raise his little girl in a cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. with Pepper. Just being like, fuck, dude, I need a break. I have earned this shit. Yep. 
Except he was still making suits because he made Pepper a suit. But that was just for him. That was just like, here's a wedding present or here's a, a you know a birthday present. All he does is know how to fucking make suits. He's not going to go out and buy her an engagement ring. He figured out time travel. I think he knows a little more than making suits. But okay, I get your point. Yeah, but what? That's what he loves to do. Yeah. You know, he's not. He can't. Do you? Can you imagine Tony in his den making a fucking model of a, of a, like a gla- uh, ship in a bottle? That almost would have been kind of funny to watch. You know, like just to say, just, that would have. You know, um, no, I get your so point he, though. He would yeah. made a machine. To make a, a fucking a like a machine to construct a little uh, ship in a bottle. Yeah, that's what he should have done. Which um, now I want to see. By the yeah. way, do you know what Pepper's uh, fucking code name is? No, in, I don't. Uh, I would, I, yeah, rescue. Okay. Yeah, and I didn't know that. It, and I, I know I sound like a fucking broken record, but like when I was playing Lego video game. <laughs> like, dude, I'm so I I know I come off like all I do is play fucking Lego, but like I just want to get through all these fucking Lego games, then I'll never play them again until yeah, I right. buy the next one. So you get to buy next one. Um, yeah, I. But I that you I unlocked Rescue, and I'm like, who the fuck is Rescue? And I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking Pepper. That's what told me who Rescue was. I bet it's in the credits too. Like, I bet it oh, says replace Pepper Potts and Rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet uh, you. I don't think so. Um, so look, the speaking of, cause she's in that fight scene, let's talk about the people that are there and people that aren't there. And then we'll get into some of that because I do have a couple minor issues with the fight scene as a whole. It's amazing, but they're my, so, but I have minor issues. One of them being the thing we already talked about with Dr. Strange handling the water. You gave me a good explanation. And I kind of follow that, but I'm saying that was one of the issues I had when I was first viewing it. You know, sure. Um, I I'm not sure I liked all the broom boys coming out, as I'm going to refer to it, just because I think it is a nice callback to one of our shows. The you broom boys. These, you had all these extra Doctor Strange type people coming out. All I mean, I, Wong being there made sense, but like you had all these other people coming out that like there were literally like a hundred. Sorcerers. Those are all the those are all the students uh, at the fucking uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. And okay. Do you honestly think it's just back in fucking Nepal or whatever? It's just Wong and Doctor Strange. Well, they weren't in Nepal. They were on Bleecker Street. That's referenced a few times. But my bigger my point is, you could have done something better with it. You could have. Especially with everything that happened, if you knew it was coming, if you could have worked out, even if you didn't see them directly, you could have seen some guy come running out of the circle with a red laser beam shooting out of his eyes. Even if you never got a close-up of him, you could have had that. You could have had Storm flying off and shooting lightning down to help Thor. Like, you had options. I would not have wanted that. I would have at least wanted Hugh. Bring bring in Logan. Logan, you know... Hugh Jackman was he, apparently he did visit the set, and yeah, so there was all this like, holy shit, Hugh Jackman might show up. But honestly, dude, I'm so glad that they didn't throw in Cyclops or Wolverine or Professor X, and that is not the time to jam the X Men in. I want to see that whole battle sequence with fucking the Wakandans and fucking Sorcerer Supreme, and Doctor Strange, and Peter Parker, and Iron Man, and everyone, and the X Men. 
going up against Galactus. I want to see what we saw in this movie. But you're not going to get that now because of what happened. Unless they do a time jump or an alternate world like an Earth 2. No, you won't get that fight with Thanos, but I guarantee at some point there will be something similar to that. There will be random heroes from all over. But I wanted... I want Logan standing next to Tony and you're not going to get that. And if you get that, then you're going to diminish what we just watched. Right. So I would not have wanted to see Hugh Jackman be smushed in this. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying is if you do it down the line, this was the time no. to do it. But they, they even if they would not be able to do it. Tony and he and I and Wolverine don't know each other. We would have been like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then we would have been like, wait a minute, that makes no bit of sense. Well, and that's fine. That's why I was saying from, like, on afar. Like, I, you know, not necessarily Logan, but, I mean, in general. Like, if they had just had, like, a nondescript, it didn't have to be the guy that played him in, in First Class or in the original X-Men. Like, it could have been some dude. Do you know what I mean? It could have been a CGI for all I give a shit. Like, You're talking was- about just- for just like background, like oh my god, was like it. What you don't want to see a close up of Cyclops' face. You just wanted to see a dude laser beam someone, right? And and a, and a woman flying through the sky, shooting light, lightning from a distance, like when they did that big wide shot. Like it didn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like that's what I'm it saying. Would- and and that's how you then integrate it into the Marvel universe for future movies, where you do have a more close up, you know, integration well, you of the characters. But no, because they haven't been introduced into the MCU. You can't just how you throw do it. them that's in how the you, background that's as, how you, a, as... You use that as a stepping stone. If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. For that integration. How is that a stepping stone? Where do they come from? The, the, the one theory that I heard was that the reality stone would have brought them in. Okay, then... Then you would have to establish that. You can't they, just throw in them in the background. But it could have been explained in a future movie. They could have been there in this scene and then and in a future movie have a dialogue where how'd you guys get here? And you have Professor Xavier talking to I don't know, um the Hulk. Thor. And and or they're Hulk, discussing yeah. yeah, or whatever. You know, there's a way to do it retroactively without it being smushed in. Because there was a character I felt like it was shoehorned in, and I, now I can't remember who it was. But there was a character I felt like they they shoehorned in just to get him in there in this movie. I'm trying to remember who it was. Because I remember thinking it when I was watching the movie. Like, I felt like they shoehorned somebody in. M'Baku? No. But it was good. It, listen, it was really good to see... I'll, I don't know about you, and I would think more likely around you than over here. But, like, there were... I had, there was a smattering of like hoo-hoos and applause when you saw Black Panther come walking through that circle. I'm sure out there, you guys, it went nuts. I was surprised that he was the first one introduced. I I was expecting Doctor Strange. I expected Doctor Strange the first one to walk through. Um, but it made I, sense because he was the one controlling all the other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to maintain the circle, so yeah. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of like 
smatterings of, of flaws and yeah, woo, all that shit when, when I first saw it. Not last night. Not when Steph and I went and saw it last night. There were very little um, applause or not that they didn't like it. They just right opening night bigger theater fuller theater they were just like oh my god this is nuts yeah um, um the the I, the fight though let's i yeah i keep saying that and we need like it's not even the dude. fight it's it's getting that gauntlet the iron man gauntlet as i'm calling it, or the iron gauntlet from point <laughs> a to point b you know this was it was sort of I, I thought of it like when it was Hawkeye and then Black Panther and then Spider Man all running with the Iron Man gauntlet. I kept thinking this is the most dangerous version of football I've ever seen. <laughs> it's more like rugby. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is the Infinity War version of rugby. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um for the fight, it was so goddamn fucking amazing to see Thor have both Stormbreaker and Milnor, even ignoring like, oh, but he's got Milnor, so therefore he fucks his past self with the Dark Elves. It's so goddamn cool to see yeah. him swinging Milnor and fucking yep. Stormbreaker. Um, and that was amazing. That was satisfying. What was even more fucking like, oh shit, was fucking Captain America wielding Milnor. Yeah. And I'm bringing this up because when Steph and I watched last night, she was like, great, he's worthy to wield Milnor. How is he able to summon lightning and, I, and shit? I have to kind of agree with Steph on that. I'm kind of with and, Steph there. Yeah. And I I looked some shit up. Now, It's the power of the, ha- the hammer itself. It, the hammer is what draws it? Bear with me. Okay. Um, when Odin enchanted the hammer, he said, quote, Whoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. Mm. Not okay. just Milnor, but Thor but himself. Thor. Right, right, right. So the light, but does that? I guess that brings up the question of would not take the power away from Thor. No. Okay. Thor's Thor's the god. True. He's the god of thunder. He's not. He's not a battery. <laughs> right. Right. He doesn't deplete. He doesn't need a charge. He's not a battery. Um, and I remember, I remember <laughs> Steph's over here cracking up. I remember, uh, I think because if he, if Cap wasn't worthy in Ultron, why would he be worthy in Endgame? And I think the reason why is he was always been worthy, and he just didn't want to embarrass Thor when he because he knew he could lift up the hammer. He's like, oh no, I can't. Thor will be so fucking like he'll never let it go like i can't or, do that to him he's just too nice or that or he became more worthy how what did he do to become more worthy he was uh, he was already america's fucking boy scout but he went through that loss i think that loss that he went through of watching everyone go down might have just and and this, and then starting the um the um uh the support group and all you know what i mean you know, like uh, not, he, he was he was pretty fucking worthy already. I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying, but I think maybe those little things pushed him to the point where he could pick up the hammer. I don't know. Um, sure, but it's really breaking down. I would argue that like Thor is not worthy in the beginning of Thor to wield Milnor. You know what I mean? Like he's fair. really kind of a fucking arrogant. Well, see, Thor, Thor is warrior. worthy by birthright, though. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's a little bit different, but I know what you're getting he's, at. I'm not. I'm not trying to. He argue really is only worthy because his daddy said so. That's really what the whole thing was. By the way, I just reached out to Matty Granger because I noticed he was tweeting. Um, so. <sighs> If he jumps on, he, he better can. jump on. So back to the fight, though. And, like, and, so, um, yeah, it, it, I get all that. But you know what? If you found that as data, then I'm okay with it, you know, in terms of Cap having the, the lightning and whatever. But um, I think I actually remember reading Joss Whedon, like, said, like, he's like, oh, no, he's always been able to do it. He just was too nice. Like, I think Joss Whedon confirmed it. Either way, it was fucking amazing to see him wield Mew Mew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that was awesome. And there was an audible, oh shit, that came out of somewhere to my left in the theater when that happened. Like when he, when, not when he first picked it up, but when you saw him running towards him, swinging it, swinging it like Thor would, that's when the oh shit came out. Someone was like, oh shit. And oh, I actually I screamed it. I was like, oh shit. Is Steph like, going to sleep? Michael, my, is Steph going to sleep? No, it not looked like she lay down. Okay, okay. Go ahead. Well, I've been laying down this time. Well, I know that, but I think I just saw her lay down next to you, so I wasn't sure. Um, well, don't give me that. I, I, I always give you the face. I do like when he threw his shield up behind Thanos and then threw the hammer at the shield and then created that sonic boom. Yeah. That audio boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that and they've always just, done together. Yeah. Yeah, it dissolved Thanos for a second. Oh, dude, it was so. I really did like the time travel shit. Um, my beef about Hulk, I just was, you know, it's different, and it's. I didn't hate it. I just was like, whoa, this is weird. Um, and I really did enjoy. I like the fact that they kind of made me appreciate the Dark World because that's that was my least favorite of the MCU films. I remember. I remember. I really, I really love Thor. Got to say goodbye to his mom, dude. I, I did like that. I, I having I, Rene Russo come back. Another Russo, you know, making a <laughs> fuck, you know, being good on in the MCU. I really I'm not enjoyed even, her. I'm not even making a joke, but are they related? Do we know? As far as I know, no. Okay, I don't That's fine. think so. Uh, no, I, not all Italians are related, despite what you may think. No, I don't think that, but they're, they're all in Hollywood and a lot, and there is a lot of nepotism in Hollywood. So I was just yeah, wondering. Russo's a pretty common Italian last name. It, it is really the, the Smith and Jones of, of Italian last names. Okay, well, I wasn't aware of that, so there you go. Um, there's, oh, yeah. For all you Russo's out there, I apologize, but you all are fucking related. I apologize. Yes, the answer is uh, yes. Renee and Anthony and Joe Russo are all fucking All related, siblings. all right. Um, all but. but yeah, so, but then, then those the portals open and those people come through, and you get just. I mean, look, you said you were surprised that Black Panther came through. You're not saying you have a problem with it. You just were surprised by it. But no, I was saying I was surprised that he was the first one. That's I what thought I said. it was going to be. Oh, okay, that's I what I said. Um, what I liked about it was you get the throwback to Infinity War because he comes through and he starts yelling out that Wakanda e Bombay. The same thing they were yelling at the the dog creatures before they opened up the shield. Like it was like, "All right, motherfucker," because that's basically what that feels like. It's probably more noble and something much more spiritual than "fuck you," but like it just feels like a giant 
fuck you, let's go. And I'm yeah. about to fuck you up. And and he do, you know. But is did it me you- or did Chadwick Boseman look a little thin? Um, I don't think he looked thin. I think he looked, I think his hair looks a little longer. Maybe. That was All right. It. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, did you catch the the throwback on your left by Falcon? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I liked was, it. That it was, was really good. It was, that was clever. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like Bucky didn't really do shit in this movie. I agree. I agree. The other thing I had a kind of small problem with, although there's not wouldn't have been a real easy way to explain it, so I'm not going to get shitty about it, but I would have liked Grown Up Groot. I would have liked full-blown Groot back. Now, we'll probably get that in the next Guardian, so I'm not saying it won't happen, but it would have right. been kind of cool to see full-size Groot in this battle. You know, you know, I heard that this is that the teenage Groot that we have is a different Groot than the first Groot in Guardians 1. I heard that too. Yeah, it's it basically like an offspring. This is essentially son of Groot. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that too. Um... Uh, but well, yeah, first heroes emerging through the fucking uh and then and then you hear and we've talked about it but it dude it hit me so hard to hear him and I knew he was coming. Like I'm not stupid. Like I know it's so available, but to hear Peter coming through that portal man and then the the you know, it's not a hood. It's not it's not a helmet like Iron Man, but the mask comes back over his face and off he goes. And then when he gave him the gauntlet, this and I I'm pretty certain this is what I heard, but he turned. He, he he says, "Karen, activate instant kill." Yeah, he did. He did. I heard he activate. Does he say Karen? Does he call her by name? I don't think he says Karen. I think he says activate instant kill. Right, and then the eyes go red, like the joke that was on through all throughout Homecoming. Well, not all throughout, but that sequence in Homecoming, you know, where she keeps activating the instant kill, and he just. And he goes, man, and those those legs pop out, and they're just fucking them things up. And I loved it, dude. Like, it was great seeing, you know, ugh. What would you think of Captain Marvel in this movie? Under Underused. Highly underused. Like, but, even Deb said that to me. But I like that. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't okay. want her to be the one who saves the day. It almost looked like it. It almost looked like she was going to, f- I mean... The footy when Thanos tries to headbutt her, and she just kind of looks at him like, "Really?" Right, but see, that's the thing, and so I'm glad you brought that up. Let, let's back up a second. We'll come back to that in just a minute because you're right. But like, she comes through and she just fucks the shit up, the ship up. He, she just comes through there and and destroys that ship, which I liked. I actually liked that. I thought that was good, right? And then she's fighting Thanos, and there's the headbutt, like you said. But then. He hits and he like swings a backhand and knocks her up against a rock and she's like unconscious. You didn't see what happened. He he grabbed. He, she's about to pull the Infinity Gauntlet off, and he pulls the Power Stone from the casing. That's puts right. It in his hand okay. Yeah, and then, and then hits her with, with that. the Power Stone. Yeah, that's right. Because Mike mentioned something to me, and I was still absorbing everything at that point because we were literally watching the credits scroll when he asked me. You're right. Yeah. He pulls the power stone out of the gauntlet and hits her with, basically hits her with the power stone. So that kind of makes sense, actually. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm I'm with you there. Okay. I still. I don't know. I think. I think she was used the right amount. You think so? 
any more, it would have been, oh, fuck, she just had her movie. Why is she going to say that? She she didn't get to do the long haul. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's other heroes that sort of need to earn the right of being the ultimate hero. Right. If she saves the day, it just kind of would have been, motherfucker. I, I agree with you there. No, no argument there. But I feel like they didn't use her enough in the movie because, in general, not in that sequence, in the movie in general. Because... I feel like if the Russo brothers screwed up, screwed up anywhere, and I don't even know if this falls on them as much as it might fall on and on the screenwriters McNeely and or Marcus and McNeely, whatever their names are. And I, I do like them. I, I think it's McFeely. It might be McFeely and something, but what, I, I like those guys, and 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 ninety nine percent of what they've done is fine. So I'm not being shitty about it, but like. That end credit sequence from Infinity War when you, you get the zoom in on the boop the beeper with her logo on it, it really kind of gives the impression that she's going to be much more critical to the result of this. And she wasn't as critical. If anyone was critical, it was it was Iron Man, it was RDJ, it was Tony, whatever you want to call him. And it should have been. And I'm okay with it. Like, I'm not finding fault with that. But the, there's a disconnect there a little bit to me. Well, she's critical in the sense that she saves Iron Man. She brings him for when he's lost on space back to Earth. Well, okay, yes. That part is, yeah. And I would also argue that she gave Tony that extra 30 seconds of fucking up Thanos. To make the switch. To make the swap. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. She was, the way they used her was, was great. Because they didn't have her doing... And she she did some shit in the battle as well. That really was helpful. Yeah, absolutely. She was, um, and all, all, if we're really being honest, the reason why she wasn't as much in the movie as we expected her to be uh, was because she was filming Captain Marvel. Like she did all her Infinity, I'm sorry, Endgame shit before she did Captain Marvel. Right. And the directors of Captain Marvel oversaw it and said, okay, we are we approve of how Brie Larson is doing in this movie to go with our movie. That they, they had to be like judges of it. I have to agree with Rocket though. She looks better with the longer hair. <laughs> I'm kinda digging the fucking short hair, if I'm being, being honest. Okay. Yeah. Um by the way, way off topic, sort of, but did you see what she wore to the premiere? The actress Brie Larson. Yes, she had fucking like four ring, five rings, and a and a a, a bracelet, but they yeah. lined up to be the Infinity Gauntlet. I saw that shit. I thought it was so fucking badass. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, I do. I do like the little fucking exchange where it's like, "Hi, I'm Peter Parker." It's like, "Hi, Peter Parker. You got something for me?" Like, I thought that was like, "What are you talking about?" Oh, when he gives her the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he does that really good smirk. Like I thought, because what else is she could possibly say? She's like, I'm, I'm Peter Parker. She's like, Hi, Peter Parker. Nice to meet you. Like, do you have something for me? Like, I, I would predict that he's gonna have develop a crush on Captain Marvel. That's possible. Like, yeah, I think he's gonna be like, Oh man, yeah, Carol. She's like, stop texting me. But they are setting up for him to be with it with their version of MJ in Far From Home. Not not that I'm really kind of pushing like the secret lives of celebrities, but I keep hearing that 
he and the actress who plays MJ, Zendaya, Zendaya are actually, yeah. actually dating in real life. Oh, and more power to him. Yeah, I mean, going method. I mean, well, I mean, that goes back to the Big Bang Theory. Kaylee Cuoco and Johnny Galecki were dating for like the first four seasons or something. They, did they get married? It doesn't matter. Whatever. What? We're, we're doing... I thought oh, they no, got just, married and then divorced, and then they were still on the fucking show. They weren't married. They were dating and broke up, but they were never actually married. Uh, yeah, you know the show Dexter. His he and his uh, he has a foster sister on the show. I told you all about it when when yes. I talked. They are, like he and his quote unquote sister got married hmm. in real life. Yeah, divorced and then continued to film like another four seasons or three seasons. Interesting. And in um, the show, she kind of falls in love with him, which is really fucking... And whatever. It's fucking, meta and it, weird. And speaking of meta and weird, what about Ronan? We didn't really touch on Ronan at any point. Um, First off, I, I from the very beginning where it was like we saw what happened during the snapping. Yeah, so let me ask you about that real quick. I don't have a... Not about the actual events. They're I'm kind of on par with. You needed that to get him where he had to be. But... If I'm correct, that's the first and only Marvel movie that has a sequence pre the flip, the flipping pages opening. Um, no, I want to say there is one before that. I don't. Think I'd so. have to. I'd have to rewatch it. Um, I thought they did that in Captain Marvel. I feel like they did that in a very recent one. It was either Infinity War or Captain Marvel. I will. It's not Infinity War. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, I'll give you the potential for Captain Marvel because I've only seen it the one time and I don't remember it very well. The Infinity War, I know it's not because the opening sequence is the flipping pages and Kenneth Branagh doing the distress call. Which great fucking random poll from from Chris because I did not know that Ken Branagh did that. Neither did I. I mean, he, could have been <laughs> he could have been pulling out of his ass for all we know, but I'm just saying. I mean, I I need I need some fucking I need a goddamn uh, bibliography. I need some fucking references for that one because, uh, but um, but Ronan, I, the, I I Ronan, yeah, I I liked how they handled the opening. I do actually like I. It, that was I, sad. What's that? It was sad, like the panic on his in his on his face. And I think I think going back to what you asked me about what I thought of the movie as a whole, I think that might be where I had a bit of a problem. Not that the scene was bad, but like the first half of that movie is heavy as a motherfucker. Like it's heavier than the the whole of Infinity War. It is, is the first half, if not more. Uh, I disagree. I think Infinity War. Okay, the no, itself up, had a lot more they, dread. Up until they go. No, I'm talking about the first half of this movie, not Infinity War. I'm talking up up until they go, until they do the full on time travel, like where they all go back to the the various locations to get the stones. Until right. that time, they it's a heavy fucking flick. Well, it has to be. It has to show the other people that have survived the snapshot, if I'm stealing from Chris, uh, to show that there is some PTSD, that there are people that are just... But it's you know, super heavy. Like, it's way heavy. Like, I'm okay with heaviness, but this is, like, way heavy. Well, that is because it's showing what we didn't see 
at the end of Infinity War. That's the logical next step of people grieving, people yeah. fucking having meetings, and people just being like, where is everybody? They're dead? Where do they go? Who's Thanos? We just didn't see that because the credits rolled in Infinity right. War. Right. No, I get it. They have to show it. They have to show well, a fucking mausoleum, a memorial for the vanished, and which I, was great to see. His fucking, own name uh, on the Ant- wall. Ant- Ant-Man see his name on it. Yeah. I would ask I would ask you this, by the way, just because I know I was going to ask you this no matter what, but you, you give me a good segue. If they were to put out, and I don't think they will, a full-on six-hour-long Infinity <laughs> Saga where, and hear me out before you comment, where... You get the opening crawl from Infinity War, where you hear Ken... Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson... Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Marquis... Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Bron again, doing the distress call. That's the only one you get. You don't get the second one for for um, Endgame. So you get all of Infinity War. They kill the credits. No credits at the end of Infinity War. Just direct from the last sequence to the, the uh, post-credit scene with Fury and um, Maria Hill. Direct into Endgame again with no opening flip pages, all the way through to the end. And then, so the the scene after Fury would be um, uh, because I'm I'm with you. I'm trying to like edit this movie in my own mind. So so let right at the end of it's Fury fucking goes mother and then fucking disappears, does the pager, and then it would be. Was the Thanos sitting on the planet after that, or was that before? That was before it, wasn't it? Thanos smiling, sitting on the planet. I think yes. that's yeah, okay. that's how. No, well, because uh, the Fury Pager thing that is uh, the bonus credit scene. So it ends with Thanos and uh, on the planet smiling. That's right. the end of the film. Right. Okay. So then it would it would feature right Hawkeye. To, no, it would go right to that Fury scene first. It would go to the Fury scene. Then right to Hawkeye. And then right into the sequence after the endgame titled card. Just get rid of the title card altogether. By the way, there's a whole thing about how, like, the Nick Fury New York scene is regarded as a goof. Because it's uh, someone did the math on the time zone, and it should have been night in New York when that happened. If it's the same... If that's the snap, that's the moment the snap happens. Or moments thereafter, yeah. Why would it be night in New York? Because it's daylight in Wakanda or something. Someone did like to figure out like if it's if it's if the snap happens in Africa, I, then it's like yeah, then okay. it's all fucking that's night. It's like twelve hours later or what nine hours ahead in New York. No, it'd be behind. So it would be behind if it if it's. No, it could be daytime because let's let's just say conservatively it's three o'clock in the afternoon in Wakanda, right? Sure. It would be 
It would be like seven o'clock in the morning in New York. Really? Yeah, because uh, England, uh, England, because I'm in the same time. I don't want to get into a huge thing, but I'm in the same time zone as New York. Right. And I know for a fact that right now we're in daylight savings, so it's a little bit different when the time zones change when you do that change. But right now, England is five hours ahead of me. Okay. Africa's east of that. And the time zones get more the further east you go. Okay. So conceivably, it's at another two, three hours. So it's eight hours. It, it's, it's seven. I said seven when I did the original math when we were just doing okay. it. So let's say seven hours, but it's somewhere in that window. So mm-hmm. if it's three o'clock in Wakanda, which based on the sun, I'll say it was around that time. Mm-hmm. You would do seven hours back from that. Seven, six hours back is nine. Seven would be eight o'clock in the morning. All right, you're you're right. So whoever I, did you, that is stupid and wrong. Um, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, your your initial question is: Would I see a infinity dual feature saga. edited together? Infinity saga. Just call it the Infinity Saga. And the Infinity Saga is the last twenty-two fucking movies. They're now releasing it on Blu-ray as the Infinity Saga. All, all right. twenty-two films. Well, then the Infinity, the the Gauntlet Wars or something. You give sure, it. A, sure, you, I, I dig that. The the the, the Gauntlet Wars. You um, just give it a different name. It's still Avengers, but Avengers whatever. You know, Infinity Four Part One and Two. Boom. There. Okay. You know, it's uh, something, something to worry, but, you, but forget that. Treat it, but it's like that Godfather thing I told you about, where they chronologically put it all together and did the first two movies. You know. Well, but then you'd have to. Well, it's different, but I'm saying the point is that they just took okay. everything and smushed it together. You know. Right. So would I see it? Yeah, I'd see it. Of course, I'd see it. Even if they sold it separately. So like, you buy Infinity War, which you probably already have. If you don't, you'll buy it someday. I'm sure. I have it. Yeah. You'll buy Endgame when it comes out. Even if they put this out as a separate thing for an additional $30 or, well, on, for DVD would be probably like 15 or 20 but whatever. Um, I'm telling you right now I'd buy it in a second without question. Yeah, I, I probably would buy it. Um, and I'd watch comparis- it. In comparison, I'll give you another th- uh, another one. Did you see the movie It the with the, the, the Stephen King clown movie? Nope. Okay. But it's like a mo- it's a miniseries. It's not a movie. It's like a four or five part miniseries, isn't it? No. In in nineteen ninety, there was an original miniseries that is part one and part two. It's it's a long fucking thing, and the reason why is because in the book and in the miniseries, as well as the newer movie, it's it shows them when they're kids, and it shows them thirty years later when they're adults. Right. Blah blah blah. They are making a part two for it, it chapter two, and it's going to be the adults coming back to fight Pennywise, right? Okay. They've, the filmmakers have actually discussed making one long re-edited movie where it cuts in and out of the kids and then the adults to make one long movie. Basically what you're saying. Now, if they're, if I, I already own it and I'll buy it chapter two, if they fucking do this, it, the complete movie. Yeah. The complete story, I would fucking buy that. Like, uh, yes, the answer is yes. I would, I would, would I, would I go to the lengths of if it's only available on Blu ray and they don't do it on DVD? Would I buy the Blu ray? Probably not. Oh, I'm telling you right now, I, I'd buy it tomorrow. 
and I would probably well, watch that version. Blu-ray is What's what that? you're saying. Is is that's the thing? Is or I'll, I'll give it even better. If it's only released on 4K, then no. I I will tell you right now, from a technological perspective, unless they're willing to do multiple discs, it would have to be Blu-ray or 4K to pull it off. Because no, I'm just saying because like. The Ten Commandments movie that I've talked to you about that I still want you to watch, regardless mm-hmm. of the religion, is four and a half hours long, I think, in total. And they had to split it over two Blu-rays. Now, they split it over two Blu-rays because... And they really filled up the second one with features. So the first disc right. is just the movie up until the point where there's no more room. And then they put the rest of the movie on the second disc and then fill the rest of it with features. So they probably could get away with it. They, they had to do two discs no matter what because of the length. So if they did that with this, it would be the same concept. It would have to be, you know, at least two discs of Blu-rays. Now, 4K, they could probably get away with one. Now, if it's, my question is, is it, or if, say they do that, is it just disc one is Infinity War and disc, disc two is Endgame or... Do they re-edit the whole... I'm asking for your own like weird right. theory thing. No, like if, if they do that, I'd want to re-edit it. I don't need a two-disc package where one's one and one's the other. I want the re-edited whatever, you know. It's intersplice, so you had no matter what to see the whole cohesive story, you have to watch you have to watch both discs. Correct. If you stop at the end of disc one, now you could pop up something on the screen at the end of disc one that says like intermission or something, just to just to give you the chance to flip the disc if right. you have to. I mean, I get that, you know. But uh, to that be fair, be- I, as a collector's point of view, I also still enjoy the lineup of, I, of seeing, you know, no, I'm not work, Marvel and then that. that. I'm not saying I don't want them to have the two separate things. I'm saying do that too. But if if they did this in addition to, you know. I mean, it, it just goes back to buying, like when you had the original trilogy of Star Wars before the Lucas fucked with it and then find the Lucas version where he fucked with it, just being like, yeah, I'll buy it. I'll see if it looks good. But I'm not going to fucking jump on I guess every... My bigger point was, would you sit through a six-hour movie? Because that's essentially what it boils down to. Well, I would pause it. If I own the fucking thing, I'd be able to pause it and go to the bathroom and get a bag of fucking Doritos or something. Right. Then, yeah. Let me rephrase. If they ran in a theater, and it's the only way you could see it that way. <sighs> if they had intermission. No intermission. Six hours. Infinity, Saga, six Gauntlet, hours. Wars, whatever you call it. That would be tough. I would. That would be a very much an endurance oh, totally. uh, trial for myself. Well, they they some theaters were ran all twenty two movies leading up to last Thursday. Yeah, but over two days. Presume, yeah, or two but or that, the implication is the people that are going to see that are the diehard fans who've already seen them. They know they can get up and walk to the bathroom because fuck it, I already saw it. I have it True. in my home. I, I've seen it numerous times. True. But when you're doing this never-before-seen inter-splice fucking Infinity War and Endgame spliced together, including bonus credit scenes in the middle of it and interwoven, no one's seen that shit. So no one's going to get the fuck up and say, they're just, they're, everyone will wear a diaper. Yeah, basically. Or like, bring a stadium buddy. Um, right. All right, let's... I, I really wanted that to be the last part of the conversation, but it's not, and that's fine. Let's get to the part that I feel like we've... 
I don't know if we've been avoiding it on purpose or what, but there's huge part to the end of this movie. I am Iron Man. Oh my god. I I <laughs> I knew it was coming, but to see it happen I, How did you know it was coming? I didn't know it was coming. I mean, I knew, I knew Tony was going to die. Don't, if that's what you meant, yes. But did I know no. it was going to come like that? No. I, I re- Honestly, the weird thing was I'm pretty positive Maddie predicted that. Don't you remember in our like one of our episodes, he predicted they were going to make an Infinity, War ga- uh, an Infinity Gauntlet out of an Iron Man thing. Like Iron Man was going to make one, and then well, he was going to do the snap. I, I'd have to go back to listen, because honestly, I just don't remember. I'm not saying he didn't say it. I don't remember. I will tell you this real quick, and I'm not trying to ruin anything with him, because um, I would try to get Maddie on tonight, and he's not available. Um, right. And he says, can we talk about it the next time I'm available? And I yeah. said, sure. Absolutely. He goes, good, because I have a ton to say, and ton is all in caps. So I am going to get a six hour version of infinity war and Endgame, but with him talking, that's what we're going to get. Right. Um, I want Maddie Granger's input on this. Like I want to hear this. Um, but getting back to what actually happens, (sighs) logically, I know that even walking into the theater that, that Thanos can't win this movie. Right. Right. Yet, when he's got the gauntlet on, and he finally gets the chance to snap his fingers, there was part of me that went, not again. I saw it coming. I knew. I knew. It, I mean, there was always that shadow of doubt, like, oh, shit. What if this happens again? What the fuck are they going to do? Right. I was in a constant time loop of them just constantly trying to fucking get back to this one moment. Blah, 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 blah. But deep down, I knew as soon as he snapped it, they were going to do the whole clunk, not... It was going to be a fake. And well, once it went con- clunk, the- yes, obviously you knew it was a fake. No, I'm saying I knew they were going to do that. I just... I had a sp- suspicious feeling that they were going to do this dramatic, you know, put... You know, he's going to close up on his fingers and it's going to go clink, like not the real right, snap. Right, 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 right. Because if you remember, the Russo brothers, like, they worked on comedy shows. These guys know comedy. They know how to have some levity in the darkestness. Sure. Um, Which, by the way, not to get way off, but Thor playing video games was pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah, it was, a lot of Thor was funny. And it was um, nice to see Taita, or Taika Waititi get a little cameo. Anyway, go ahead. I thought it was more funny that his little fucking beetle thing friend yeah. that whatever the fuck yeah. um, is ridiculously fat now. Well, so was Thor. Um, right, but like in the fr- in like in Ragnarok, he's like half dead. Like they just keep thinking he's dead, yeah. and now he's just this fat thing eating pizza. Um, going into it, I I once I I saw Tony. Tony got the fucking like okay from Doctor Strange. That's really what 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 happened. That was. I'm telling you, I loved that. I loved when he looks at Strange and he just holds up that one still twitching finger, by the way. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice yeah, his finger it, was twitching. It, 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 not like 
crazy, not like it was when he first got injured. But even when he was handing the stone over to um, Thanos in the in the last mm-hmm. one, there was a very light tremble. It's like a more like a tremor than a full on twitch. Okay, but... I'll have to double check that. I don't remember that, but yeah, um, yeah. but for him just to not I, for the first time I saw it, uh, I thought he was saying when he held up his finger, I thought he was implying wait because this no. is the this is kind of the feature of hold on. Yeah, but they they lined it up earlier with the conversation. I knew what it was right away because when when they were talking earlier and Tony says to him, you saw 14 million of these and we win one of them. Is this the one? And he says, I can't tell you because then it doesn't happen. Which is, yes, but you have to die. You know, that's that's the implication. See, I didn't get that from that, but I got the... He knew, but he couldn't. But I like I actually felt like there was actual time implication if he did say it. But the fact that he never says the words doesn't prevent the actual outcome from happening. So then, when right. he holds the finger up to him later, the one, the number one, it was in my mind immediately him saying to Tony, "This is the one. We're here." You now, know? at this point, that happens is going to happen. So and, yeah, follow your gut. Do it. Yeah. Essentially, um, I but yeah, I did because I knew RDJ's contract was going to run out, and Plus I he's know too he, damn expensive. <laughs> he's yeah, I heard he got like a hundred mil for this movie. Oh, I know he got fifty for Spider Man. Yeah, he got a plus. He got probably like it does look whatever whatever money he earned. He fucking oh, like earned. without question. Um, if you look at every single ending of iron man it is i'm not i'm sorry uh, of the original three avengers tony tries to sacrifice himself to save the world or save something he tries to he brings the missile up yep and almost dies in space he essentially yep. did die in space hulk yep. brought us back alive um he was ready to basically die Trying to lift Wakanda, trying to like blast the thing of Wakanda. Yeah, or no, Waka- uh, Sokovia. Kind of, Sokovia, thank you. Yeah. Uh, fucking all these uh, fake goddamn places to remember. <laughs> and we literally thought he was going to die in Infinity War. We were all kind of like, he's probably going to die in Infinity War. Especially and then when he got he stabbed. stabbed. Yeah. So it was just really Tony. Just I, I knew it. I knew he was finally going to be like, I'm not going to just save the world. I'm going to save everybody yeah like everybody yeah. in the galaxy because at that point thanos said you know what this wasn't personal now it's fucking personal i'm going to just decimate your galaxy not just earth but the fucking galaxy so th- it you know i gotta go back to that callback of jensen saying don't waste your life motherfucker didn't waste his life Nope. And he got his daughters you know, out of it. Like he got to, he got to enjoy five years with his daughter and Pepper and have a little bit of retirement. And I just love the fact that Pepper said, "Tony, we're going to be okay. You can sleep now. You can rest now." Oh, broke my heart. He looked fucked up, dude. He did. No, he's yeah. Um, I did like that, and I think you're going to argue this this point with me a little bit, but. I think I love that his last, as far as I'm concerned, on-screen line 
was I am Iron Man. Yeah. Because, yes, there's the hologram thing after the fact at the funeral. And that was great, and it was nice, but the to me, his last line was, I am Iron Man. You know what? That that was his post-credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. The, the funeral um, thing, yeah. But if I got a, if I, look, I, him ending his life with I am Iron, Iron Man is such a fucking baddest way to go. But my heart did also break when he said, I love you 3000 to Morgan. No, it and was. It was a heartbreaking moment. But the, yeah, it was. And that's now a shirt now, by the way. They're making so much merchandise. I'm like, I love you 3000. Yeah. I. It, but for me, to hear him say I'm Iron Man, snap. Watch Thanos get what he got coming to him. Yeah. And then the people coming to him, and then especially Peter. I'm sorry. That that sequence well, between him and... Rhodey, his best friend, was there. Wait, His which, wife was there. Yeah. And so I have a complaint about Rhodey, by the way. I do. Huh? I have a complaint about Rhodey, but you finish what you're saying. Uh, just the, the most important people, apart from Happy, and, were there. And his daughter. And his daughter. I don't think he would have been like, oh, yeah, let me have Morgan on the battlefield to watch me die. <laughs> no, of course. But I, and, and to that point, I think it was awesome that they had the little sequence between Happy and her on the porch. After. Did you catch that? What? He said, Are you hungry? Is yeah, it, and she yeah. asked for cheeseburgers. Yeah, totally. Like, it was, and that, that was a throwback to like, I, yeah. you know, when he gets back off the fucking. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was a great fucking. It was. Filler. It was amazing. And he says, "I will get you all the cheeseburgers you want." The meaning he's going to watch over her. Yeah. Although, if he's really going to get like an American cheeseburger, like like Tony Stark asked for, he would not get a Burger King. Well, that was product shot. Um. Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, that takes me to the point that I had a problem with. Why was Rhodey in the Iron Patriot suit again? Because the Iron Patriots, well, first off, I didn't think of it as the Iron Patriot because it's not red, white, and blue. It just it was. It's, it was no, red, white, it and blue. was. It's not the red, white, and blue Iron Patriot from Iron Man Three. I think it is. No, it's not. It is. To be fair, the War Machine suit and the Iron Patriot suit are the same suit. It's just a different paint job. Right. The third suit that he's wearing is a combination of both. It's just. It's just a different paint job. Through and there was also. So some gold and blue and red in it. So it's it's its own thing. I think really? the gold I, I think the gold was sunlight reflecting. I don't think that was paint. I don't think that was the Iron Patriot suit. I think it's it's the war machine suit that has a little bit of blue and red in it. Yeah. I, I think I, like I think you're looking for a problem where it's not there. Yeah. I think you're looking for a solution that's not there. Um I mean, I saw it twice. You saw it once. Yeah, but I saw it I two hours ago. Thought it was, I never once thought it was the Iron Patriot suit. Um, well, because you're naive. Um, <laughs> come sure. on, man. I got to bust your balls. Um, the, yeah, but, and then, like we said, I think Peter got his Uncle Ben moment, you know, and then you get the funeral, you get Tony kind of getting to say his goodbye. You had the wonderful moment with Happy. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said earlier, it, it is a little Return of the King in terms of the endings, but yeah. I think the difference for me, and if you disagree, that's fine, I... <sighs> 
the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Well, I mean, it's always fine, but this, I would understand this one. The Return of the King multi-endings felt a little forced. This felt right. I think Return of the King was just boring for me personally. Well, yeah, but you're not a rings person. So. I'm not a rings person, so it. But it did kind of like. But forget- I, I, so, someone asked me like, which ending would I preferred more? Would I preferred, you know, Tony just snapping and then having the ending of Cap going time travel and then we get to see him being old and blah blah blah, but no funeral. You either get one or the other. I'm like, that's ah, a tough one, man. I, 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 I mean, we need them both. I just, I, there was no. See, okay, here's the thing, right? So forget the fact you don't like the the rings as a whole. Just walk with me for a minute here. All right, you didn't walk, need you. you didn't need to time off tie off Samwise Gamgee's story. You didn't. You know, you didn't need to tie off the other hobbits. You didn't need to do that. You you really didn't need those tie-offs. In this, you needed to tie off Thor. You needed to tie off Cap. You needed to tie off Iron Man. We don't have tie-offs on all of them. They didn't go through every Avenger and give you tie-offs. You got the ones you needed. No, because you, cause there's room for Guardians to keep going. There's room for Black Panther to keep going. There's room for, for Spider-Man to keep going. You got a sequence, but it wasn't a tie-off. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got tie-offs on the ones you needed. Thor, Cap, to a lesser degree, Iron Man, and even to a lesser degree, Ronan and Scarlet Witch. Because their cinematic... I think their cinematic journey is over. I don't think you'll see Ronan or Hawkeye or Scarlet Witch again in the... In the MCU, Scarlet Witch is getting her show. Maybe you see Hawkeye, but I don't think so. I think they're done. Well, it's not just Scarlet Witch. Vision's coming out in that show, too. Then it's got to be a prequel, right? It's called WandaVision. That's the show's name is WandaVision. (sighs) Which, for me, reminds me so much of... I fell asleep. Um... (laughs) It reminds me so much of Willy Wonka's, like... Movie thing where he calls it Wonka Vision. Wonka Vision, yep. You know, I liked it. Is it my favorite movie? No, but it's definitely in my top 10. It's definitely my top five of the MCU films. I have to go 10 because I I, I might be able to last off five more. I might. And so, and when I say top 10, I'm talking like six, I'm not talking 10. Okay. You know what I mean? You're like, you're like five, but really stretching that five out. Right, because I think off the top of my head, Infinity War still has number one. And that's not a... I mean, I'm not going to be like bent out of shape because you chose Infinity War over Endgame. I agree. Infinity War, I think, is has a better... Arc. I think the overall arc of arc. Infinity War is better. Yeah. Infinity War has this sense of doom... Now that we've rewatched it, we kind of know the ending. We're like, 
oh, it's so fucking obvious it's going to end like this. Yeah. Um, uh, but and I, Endgame uh, has it is it's Empire and Jedi. I personally like Jedi over Empire, but I can acknowledge Empire is the better movie. You know what, yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, in my instance, by that same analogy, I like Empire and better, and think it's the better movie. So that's Fine. just me. Um, but it would be like it would be Endgame or not Endgame, Infinity War, Iron Man, <laughs> number one, like the first Iron Man. Um, no, no, I'm... probably Black Panther. Really? Doctor Strange and Guardians 1. Really? Yeah, I really enjoy those. Those are ones that I could watch a hundred times and never get tired of them. I, I, okay. I don't know. I don't, it's not that I think that the other movies like the first Avengers or anything are bad movies. I'm talking about my personal ones that I could just put on a loop. And I don't know that I could do that with Endgame. I don't know that I could do that with the first Avengers. And and if I, and and again, we're talking like even with the, just those two, Endgame and First Avengers, we're talking six and seven respectively. And I'm not even sure what order, but like we're not talking, you know, ten, you know, nine and ten. We're talking, you know. There's probably a lot of if I was really to rank it out, and maybe we'll do that one day. We'll rank out all 22 of these now that they're done. But you know, you know, there's a lot of one one A for me and two two A. There's not like one two three four. Like there's a lot of like super close ones for me. I mean, Infinity War and Endgame kind of just feel like one long movie together as it is. Right, and that's but because they are right and and. If they did this, saga like it doesn't thing that, feel like Avengers four. You know what I mean? No, it doesn't. And if they did, if they did the long one, long thing that I was talking about earlier, right? That would probably be my number one. That long, gigantic. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, um, but if I have if to break I, them apart, that's where the separation comes in. So I can understand. I, I, I am with you. Um, if I had to rank my just five. Yeah, just do five for tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll. I do, think, I think we should do a. Let's rank all twenty-two someday, but not tonight. We'll, we'll do that with Matty Granger. He'll be able to fucking do it off in five seconds. <laughs> right. Um, I have I one last question go. before we end this, though. So don't. Okay. Well, I also have a really funny story. I want to lighten up the ending with. It's actually really funny. Okay. It's, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's just a really fucking random funny story. All right. It's it's quick too. Um. I would rank it probably Endgame, uh, Iron Man, Infinity yeah. War, okay, um, Civil War. Well, I forgot I about Civil War. I did I forget re- about Civil War. Love okay, one. yeah, I'm with you there. And and honestly, I would have to go. Like, I know I'm going to get some, a lot of shit for this, but I really am going to go Age of Ultron. No, I won't give you shit for that. I, well, I like a lot of people don't like Age of Ultron as much as the first Avengers. I personally loved Age of Ultron a whole lot more. I thought it was darker, and I, and I oh, I'm su- I'm definitely. a sucker for James Spader's voice. That's what yes, that's what sells Ultron for me is is literally Ultron, literally Spader being Ultron. But yeah, as an overall movie, I think I like the first Avengers better than Ultron. But that's not to say that it's you're wrong. I'm just saying same same way we're talking about Endgame and Infinity War. Like it's it's the same kind of thing. Um because really I think that's a way a good way to look at it. You have 
yes, it's four Avengers movies, and really you could say five because I still think Civil War is more of a. I know it's called Captain America, but it's, it's fucking two point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you really could look at it as um, Avengers: Age of Ultron, like collective, and then mm-hmm. Infinity War Endgame collective. You know. I would say the first two Avengers are, they feel separate Avenger films. Yeah. Well, Loki's, yeah. M- more, so, more so than the last two. Yeah. And yeah. They, they're more, they feel like Avengers 1, Avengers 2, and then 3, and then Infinity War and Endgame feel like 3, three. Part 1, 3, Part 2. Yeah. That's really what it is. Um, my question that I was going to ask. Yes. Because then I want you to tell your story, and I think we're going to stop. Because guess what? We're just about to eclipse the movie. Um, yeah. You you and I spoke on my way to the theater tonight. Mm-hmm. And you were... Well, to be honest, I don't know what part was fucking with me and part with me was serious. But you were telling me Stephanie's opinion. And I now, having seen it, actually want to know what she thought. <laughs> um... Oh, hold on. You don't have to pause or anything, but Steph, CJ wants to know your opinion of Endgame. Actual opinion. Your actual opinion. Now, I don't think he means you jump on because she's resting. No, no, I just wanted, yeah. Can you give me a Cliff Notes version that I can reiterate? Or are you going to write it down for me? Um, <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to say it as you say it. So can you hear her in the background? Uh, not right this second, no, but is she speaking? No. Okay, well, that's why I can't hear her. All right, so Endgame was good, but you have to look over a lot of things. Yeah, Thanos made the same mistakes in this one as he did in Infinity War. Where he didn't utilize the stones. Where he didn't utilize the stones as he could. As much as as much as he could when he had them. Because gauntlet aside, he could have used any of to turn the tide inside. Because even without the gauntlet, he could have just used the singular stones, like without having all of them. Right. He could have used them to really turn the war in his favor. Which he could have gotten rid of the Avengers a whole lot faster. Which by I the mean, way, and this is probably very quick yes or no type of thing but I thought they established in the first Guardians that you can't hold an Infinity Stone without some kind of protection and there's a whole lot of people walking around carrying stones <laughs> well because you're both talking at the same time and I have and I caught both of it um, for your point CJ he 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 does let's just say he has the gauntlet he just didn't have them all I'm saying throughout she, what no. she's saying is throughout the whole film I'm not no, no, I'm not finding fault with Stephanie's point. I'm talk- I'm finding fault with the movie. I'm finding the fault with the fact that Hawkeye could sit there and hold the Soul Stone and not have his body explode. You know, like, it- I thought you couldn't hold stones. I think you can hold certain stones. Okay, all right, that's fine. That's that's all I needed. We don't need to deep dive that. That's fine. I'm, I'm okay if that's the explanation. So finish what Steph was saying. I, I think to summarize the rest of what she was saying was, I think she was entertained and she liked it, but as a logical standpoint, she was like, eh. right? Especially with, 
I mean, look, you do have to kind of go in this feeling like time travel is a tough thing to get accurate. Right. You kind of. I really enjoyed how the fact she enjoys the fact that in the film they've talked about how time travel is circular, which it is. But then they totally threw that out the window with Captain America. But then they totally threw that out the window with Captain America at the end. But we we did kind of cover that. Like I don't know if you heard, uh, like me, you didn't hear Chris and CJ. You just heard my point of view. When you listen to the episode, you'll hear Chris and uh, uh, kind of explain that. Like it actually does kind of work out. No. Yeah. Okay. It creates a different timeline. It creates a different timeline. That's her problem with it. Well, if you're going off the Sorcerer Supreme, she's right. Yeah, but whatever. Did you like the movie? Yeah. Yeah. She liked. The, she liked see, this is what I'm saying. Logically, she had a problem with it, but entertainment-wise, she liked the film. I have a new mission for Potaskew. I have a feeling I know what your mission is. I want to find a movie that Stephanie just flat out likes with no problems. Just love the movie as much as we love it doesn't have to be Marvel just something CJ wants to know if there's a movie that you like with no problems in it it doesn't have to be Marvel I, it doesn't have to be Marvel it can just be a movie I think I know what it's going to be The Ghost of Mrs. Mirror <laughs> I don't even know what that is exactly yeah <laughs> uh, it's going to be fucking charade Gonna be, but I mean, I look, we're poking fun, but in all yeah. seriousness, because well, we love Steph and she knows it. Um, I know we are gonna fucking yeah. wrap up this fucking Infinity Gauntlet right now. Um, but we're we're at the end game now, essentially. Well, yeah, and we usually end on a quirky, quippy thing like that. But I honestly want to end this one on a little more of a serious note than we usually do, and I want to end it. And I'll let you chime in, but I want to end it by thanking Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, um, Chris Hemsworth to a lesser degree, because only I think there might be more of him. But you know, to 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 Scarlett Johansson, oh, to these God, people that dude, have given I, us, yeah. you know, ten years of this. You know, I was thinking this: what we went through, the ten years of Marvel. And the the feeling of sitting in the theater and having that, that sense of joy and wonderment and, and nostalgia and having that bringing back to our childhood thought yeah. process. Yeah. This really kind of is the new generation Star Wars. Like oh, we didn't question. we didn't grow up when the first one came out. Nope. You you may have seen Jedi when you were a kid. Didn't you see Jedi no, in theaters when I you were a kid? No? Not in the theaters. Like I saw them in a kid, but they were on VHS or whatever. I okay, yeah. Because you were three when Jedi came out. That's why I was like, you borderline could have seen it. The the first one I saw in theaters was um, Phantom Menace. Right. Same here. So we didn't get that moment. The closest we got was like Infinity War. The closest we got to Empire Strikes Back in theaters was Infinity, Infinity War. War. You've said that before. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the the Infinity Saga, this whole saga, because they'll make another one. It'll probably be like the Secret Wars Saga or the fucking blah 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 saga or the X Men versus Avengers Saga. Um, I'm looking at it for my nephews. Like this is going to be 
their nostalgia. They're going to pretend to be Iron Man and War Machine and Spider-Man, as little boys tend to do anyways, and girls for that matter. But they're going to be like, oh, my God, you see that really old movie, Iron Man? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're going to be like, oh, motherfucker, you have no idea. We were there from the beginning. This is our Star Wars. Yep. It's really is it I I suddenly feel like Iron Man listening to Peter Parker be like, Do you guys remember this really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? I know my nephews are gonna pull that shit with me. Remember really old movie? I'm I'm grateful for it, man. Like I am I am thank thank you. I'm grateful for the for Joss Whedon. Yep. I'm grateful for John Favreau. Like, thank you, John Favreau. Yep. Because he was really the first, he's the granddaddy of this. Or, I mean, he's, you know, if, if, if Stan Lee is the granddaddy, John Favreau is the godfather of this. He really pushed it all into motion. No, no oh. disrespect to Kevin Feige, but John Favreau is the one who pushed RDJ. He's the one who directed Iron Man. I mean, he, he, the guy who directed Elf, like your number two and my number two for the, for our favorite MCU films was the first Iron Man. So it's, it's still, I mean, even with Terrence Howard, even with Obadiah Stane, even with Warmonger, the, the story itself is just kind of like, it's good, but it's all goes back to RDJ's performance. I mean, and Scarlet Witch in Iron Man too. I mean, and I personally, I'd never liked Gwyneth Paltrow, but she fits this MCU yep. very well. Yep. Now, the bigger question, which we will answer at a separate time, is what the fuck are they going to do now? Like, who? Yeah. Now I'm thinking of all sorts of new, new characters. Like, personally, if they do Submariner, which you know I've been bitching about, I want a yep. name more Submariner for a very long time. I got to I'm, I think I want Keanu Reeves. I think he looks the part. And I think, you know, how many fucking more John Wick movies can he make? Well, we'll, like you said, get into this deeper later. But if I'm going to pick one tonight. And cast him or her? Uh, I don't know if I can cast it, but I will try. Um, I want something that's been tried, but we haven't gotten yet. I want a proper Ghost Rider. Now, that won't oh. happen probably because of the TV show, but I want a proper Ghost Rider. And ideally, the one on the motorcycle, although the new incarnation has him driving a, a Dodge Charger. Um, and it's badass. Like, I mean, it, we're talking, like, badass. It's, it's, it, I'm okay with it. But, you know, if you're going to do it properly on screen, start with the motorcycle, you know? or Or at least... Kind of like what they did with the Nick Cage one, where you had that sequence at the end where Sam, what's his name, Sam Neal, or no, Sam Neal's the other guy. I'm saying we got the wrong Sam, but Elliot, Sam Elliot, kind of passes on the the reins from him being on horseback to Nick Cage on motorcycle. Do something similar, not with Nick Cage, get somebody else, and maybe pass it on from the motorcycle to the car. I don't know. Anyway. It's really funny a, you say that because Steph is watching the first two movies of the Nick the Nick Cage movies. I, to be fair, I like the first one. The second one's terrible. Um, that's you know, but I I want a I want a Kevin Feige run, of course, Ghost Rider. Um, 
And and I'm going to end it here, Rico. I want to end it on this thought. I want to, to all your points are solid, but I do want to give Kevin Feige a thank you because you're right. It doesn't start without Favreau and it, and ideally without Stan, but Kevin's the one Fig- that's been yeah. He's the one that's been guiding this ship. You know, Fa- yeah. Favreau might have launched it off the dock, but Feige's the one that's been driving it since. And yeah, Feige's the one us- who hired him. <laughs> right, and and he got us here. So, yeah. Kevin Feige, thank you. Let's see what you bring us next. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. For Podeskew, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts on your iPhone, and Google Play Music on your Android phone to listen to, subscribe, rate, and comment on the show or the Listen Notes podcast search engine at www.listennotes.com. Go there, type in Podeskew, all one word, and you can stream us right there. If you want to agree with or yell at us directly, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew, Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. If you need to contact the show for promotional reasons, tweet Stephanie at PodeskewPR. Check out Rico's YouTube channel, Rico's Rants, on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash Rico's Rants. Thank you to Dubbed in English for our opening theme music, 96 Reasons. They're no longer online, but you can contact me for a copy of the full song or the whole Plan 9 EP. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for our closing music, Theme Askew. You can find his music on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com slash Samuel-Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen.